tell and i was gonna say you could see but you can't see us yeah but uh you know the energy is so so tough you could actually visualize it in your head we having a good time this this morning yeah getting ready for this new episode of the quincy jones show that's right and uh we're gonna do a little bit of news mm-hmm. a little bit of a mixed bag not too much but we're gonna get into some nxt review of course obviously get into some aw review with uh you know revolution coming up in about a week but of course we did not forget that 5 a.m. in Perth yeah. is Elimination Chamber. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hopefully you get to listen to this <laughs> before <laughs> you wake up to watch the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word, get get word. a little bit of predictions in. Um, but yeah, on that note, I am Quincy Jones Go. That's uh, right. One of the co-hosts of this show. And of course, I am joined by the man who owns the room I am in. This is a doctor's office. Yeah. And he's always so hospitable and yet not quite a hospital Doc Lesnar, yeah. what the hell's going on, my friend? Well, you know, just being the only hip hop hybrid in existence in the world of pro wrestling and hip hop, and it must, uh, it must be exhausting. Yeah, it you know it is among other things, among other things, and um, you know, yeah. uh, uh, one one of two of the truer contributors to this culture. Yeah, but that's a conversation for another day. Other than that, I am uh, 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 for another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, possibly. <laughs> You know, uh, <clears throat> doctor. Yeah, yeah, doctor, doctor. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I am, uh, you know, greatly, uh, you know, in uh, overjoyed to be back for a brand spanking, fresh out the oven, fresh new episode of this podcast, my friend. But like you said, yeah, uh, you know, you did have a little round robin bag of uh, some news. Yeah, and... a little little mixed bag. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like. Uh a little bit more of this and then oh there's that mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh I'll, I'll start off with i guess the ugly first um a little bit more on the Vince McMahon stuff i think we know the hits Boo. are going to continue coming at this point yeah, Pause. I, I did hear that officially netflix has permanently shelved the document i'm no. like and i'm like I was, they don't need, they have way more content than they they're like we had to put it on pause so we could film more <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, 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 no no it's like perm- like it's basically the nice way of saying the plug has been pulled on the Vince Man. That's doc. crazy yeah. because even earlier with the earlier allegations, mm-hmm. they were still running it. Yeah, it seemed so. like they're like, well, let's see where this lands. So like, oh, we got this, a this. All might be content. It's, it's you like, got your yeah, pen and pad out. You got your pen and pad out. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like the guys from Dark Side. They're just like, oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's like that Spice Bruh. Adams behind the behind the tree meme. Like, hundred percent. I was like thinking we got, we got Susan Full. Uh, as soon as soon <laughs> as that hit news hit, I was like, man, Dark Side are like, mm-hmm, I, I'm not gonna lie, because yeah. I was like, how do you? What's after the tr- the plane ride from hell? Yeah, seriously. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there, there's some like obscure stuff that they brought to light, but it's like you know, I don't know. They're all down in the dumps at a bar, and then the news break hits. They're, they're looking at each other. New life, brothers. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah, man! Oh, we got a whole season of Vince McMahon uh, related episodes, but nah. So what's what's the newest on this, man? Because I know I've been kind of staying in the in the uh, loop a little bit too. But uh, yeah, what do you got? Well, um, I mean, I know people had some things to say. Uh, obviously about um, 
John Cena's recent. Um, I don't have the quote. I know it pissed a lot of people I, off. I have the quote, but if we could avoid pissing people off, I can just not quote it. Yeah, who, who, who are we worried about pissing off? Whoever pulls their episodes for sensitive information, apparently, things that have been said. I, I'm still trying to figure out what it was that was said on that episode, but... Uh, yeah, let me. I, I could. I could search for it because it, it was a very interesting I, yeah, choice I, of words. Is the best I could put it. Like I was just. Like, I mean, oh. and and the thing is, is he's a uh, he's out here doing movies. So, you know, he started. Uh, <laughs> I forgot the name of the fucking movie. It's like Ricky Kanicki, I think, or something like that. I can't remember. But he's playing some weird character in an upcoming movie where it prompted him to, in that character, start his own OnlyFans. To help promote for the movie, so that's, that's a whole uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, but it's in character. Like it's this. It's not him. It's this character's OF. And I'm like, all right. Like I don't. This is uh, here's a quote. Right now, I'm gonna love the person I love. Be their friend. I love you. You have a hill to climb. There is there is a saying of, you didn't you don't know who your friends are until shit hits the fan or your back is against the wall or shit hits the back of your head but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any of what's going on any easier to swallow that's what's word <laughs> oh my just God. telling someone you love them it's a hill to climb and we'll see what happens that's his quote that's he, such a weird ass fucking quote yeah basically saying he loves mr man and reserves his judgment to the conclusion of the lawsuit you're involved motherfucker <laughs> You know, no, no, not saying he got involved, but he knows shit about this shit. That's why yeah. he's doing that shit, bro. Fuck that guy. I mean, what, which is like, you got the Randy Orton. Who yeah, says, that, that, yeah, that's the one I was going to read. Oh, yeah, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, yeah. He said, quote, I would not be here, uh, not be where I am today without Vince McMahon, but fuck, I'm reading this shit. And mine, notice there was not even a but. In any of John Cena's Mm-mm. fucking quotes. No. And he goes on to say, what you've seen and read, I've seen and read. As far as commenting on that, it fucking hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. So mm-hmm. I was wondering what a lot of the higher up stars were going to be feeling about this stuff. Because it's one thing to already have a behind the scenes. You know, because a lot of people, they, they come up, they say, you know, you got to. It's just give and take with Vince. He's kind of, he has these things about him. But, I mean, you know, he's kind of like a father figure. I'm like, what? Yeah, you know I mean, so you hear all that shit, and then you're like, "What do you say when you hear about all this shit?" Yeah, it's like as long your boss, as you're your a figure. savant or a genius that I can be, I can get around your idiosyncrasies. It's like, no, man, those are some serious fucking character flaws, bro. <laughs> like, those are some sick fucking habits. You yeah, fucking... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially knowing that this motherfucker was like this, the one that's going on right now is what from 2020. So it's not even like back in the day. It's like, bro. You like 70 mm. shitting on people. <laughs> like, what is going on? Oh, man. But to carry on with that, um, you know, again, not so much news, but I did read this. And then shout out to uh, Turnbuckle Tavern. They're the ones who posted this. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago-based law firm. I heard about this. Pintas yeah. and Mullins, who present itself as, quote, one of the nation's leading law firms fighting sex abuse, end quote has launched a website where it says, quote, if you were sexually assaulted, made to feel uncomfortable, or witnessed sexual abuse by Vince McMahon or anyone from UFC slash, oh, I'm sorry, WWE slash UFC, which I was surprised that they added UFC's name to that, which yeah. I'm like, that's that's not going to get him any points. You're like, motherfucker, we just did this collab, and now yeah. you... Well, I think it's because it's they're trying to go after the now that they're merged yeah, as exactly. a whole right like oh, hey let's not just you guys zero knew. in and you guys yeah 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 it's more like a why not why black in one eye when we could actually open both eyes at the same time and see 
is there something across the whole board? Because no, I, right. I don't, I don't doubt that. Like you know, but I don't want to disparage. I don't know. No, no, you know, you're not wrong because like, there's there's people there's been fighters and fans who speculated some you know questionable uh, practices for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. when it comes to the UFC as well. Uh, a lot of it with pay and even how they treat injured guys and all that. So this, yeah, you're right. This could have been a Trojan horse to look into both, to probe into both and be able to find some shit. So I don't know, man. But um, not to, I guess I'm going to go from uncomfortable to, I'm going to snowball it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because um, I just forgot about this little tidbit that I told you guys about. I guess sort of loosely talking about McMahon. A ghost from his past has reemerged. Um, Rita Chatterton. Oh, um, really? She, oh, yeah, the yeah. The referee you from the, the yeah. scandal in 1992. Um, and it was kind of weird because uh, so she was uh, booked as a surprise, uh, I believe, ring ring uh, timekeeper. I want to say timekeeper. Okay. For a independent show called Dynasty yeah. um, in New York. However... This rang a lot of red flags and bells on Twitter uh, because apparently that same promotion who, again, just ushered in this victim, survivor, whatever you want to call it, of S.A., you know, onto the show to Mm. kind of give her her flowers. And then a lot of people were kind of mad because Velveteen Dream was also at that show. Yeah. Made a surprise debut and came out to his old music, Mm -hmm. which I don't even know if you could do that. I think he he was billed as Patrick Clark, though, yeah? I don't think so. Hmm. But then again, they may own it, so that that could be. It. And he said that he wouldn't want to come back as Vel- Velveteen Dream in I, that interview. And, and he I think did that's too. what made it weird for me is because I'm like, well, why come out to the music? Yeah, you know. So, and apparently that kind of drew fire because that promotion did not tell everyone that paid tickets to go to that show that he was going to be there. It was a surprise, right? Yeah. However, a lot of people are like, yeah, but you kept it a surprise because you knew that if you didn't and people knew about it, they wouldn't come to the show. Yeah, and there's somebody that tweeted, too, saying, as a former member of your roster and a sexual assault victim, I'm so beyond disappointed and disgusted. Thank you for showing other victims they are not safe in your locker room or your crowd, which I was like, okay. Because I know they had put out a tweet, too, about wanting to give people second chances, which. Yeah, they put out a tweet basically saying that they stand by their decision um mm-hmm. yeah it was i don't know it it, it was kind of because I, I saw the thing is i i looked at comments on one of the media sites that i follow on instagram that that reported on it and i would say it was like 80 20 supportive of vd uh the 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 footage of him uh, coming uh, back or uh, the of, of just him coming of him returning to like 20 percent were really like you know, get that piece of shit out of here, blah, blah, blah. And didn't he get arrested for this? And people were like clarifying, like, no, he got arrested for assault, like physical assault and something. I forgot the other thing. And, you know, have you not watched the interview? And so a lot of people have seen the interview. And I think, I think he didn't do himself a favor staying quiet for so long, to be honest. And I I get, he he does explain that. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he thought, what did he say? Basically foolishly, like he said, I thought common sense was common, but I realized it's not. Yeah, he kept saying that that's, a lot. Yeah, that's the, and that's the thing is you kind of forget how young he is until you realize, oh shit, you were put in that position at a real young age. Yeah, yeah, and it may, a lot of that stuff lines and, and again, up. And again, not he's not, saying, not like, trying to like you know we're mm-hmm. not you know like I said, clarity. It gives you clarity. Yeah, it gives yeah. you clarity. Again, he he's able to finally give you his side of things. Go about 
how much of it you want to believe you're, you want, but at least do yourself a service and listen to what's going on instead of just, yeah. oh, but this and that. Yeah, I'm get like, both yeah, sides you, of the story. Because my thing is a lot of those people who accuse them, where are they now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would think that they would be pushing in and trying to find resolution, whether lawfully or, or trying to find some um, financial solution. Yeah, out of, yeah. Like, but you Definitely. don't hear about it, you know? So I, I don't know. It's sort of weird. But, I mean, yeah, I thought it was worth noting because, again, you know, I know people were going to be weird about him being back in the scene, and I don't know how that's going to affect shows going forward. But I was like, well, I did not – I mean, you know, the interview was one thing, and, you know, he did say, like, well, y'all would have liked to – you know, they asked him about wrestling. See, uh, Chris Van Vliet, he said he wouldn't not take a booking, but he doesn't know if he's ready to take a booking. Yeah, yet. he misses it, but doesn't know if he misses it enough to come back. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, a little different, but – um, and then again, not to be in, within the same vein of these ghosts of uh, McMahon's past, but you know, one name that we brought up last week was uh, Ashley Massaro. Yeah, and um, you know, there was uh, news that I guess her best friend was reporting about certain things um, that she was told or privy to about how things were handled in that whole situation with Ashley Massaro. Um, and this was crazy. I saw this in live in in uh, real time. Um, there's all these. Someone posted all these screenshots of the because uh, I guess this person's going on the news and doing interviews as as her best friend and people are they took snapshots of her on on the news show and pictures of Ashley and they say uh, it first says the initial tweet says Ashley Michelle's best friend tells News Nation that Stephanie McMahon spe- uh, specifically knew all about what happened to Ashley and was not genuinely compassionate which was along the lines of what you told us last week yeah and then I didn't name Stephanie specifically. But, no, yeah, yeah, just yeah, that the well, yeah. board. She supposedly, yeah. And then in response to that tweet, I see this. This is uh, from at Alexa as well. It says, "Finally gained the courage to search my mom's name, and I see her ex best friend, comma, the woman who has harassed me and my grandma since her passing, uh, since her passing, and has messaged family members awfully mean things, pretending to be me, etc." As the voice chosen to represent this, God help me. Mm-hmm. So she's even saying that this person that's going on TV and basically she's cashing in on, on all these appearances, no? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure that's how she's she trying feels. to come in and act like um, she. Yeah, it's, it seems like she's she's kind of limelight hungry now that Ashley's name's been brought up, and maybe she does know things from that time. But, but she looked like she sounds like yeah because it was like her on. her former best friend but it, you don't hear when you say former you don't you think it's because she's passed yeah not because they they stopped being friends before she passed so uh. which yeah I mean if someone you knew passed are you I mean I was her best friend as opposed to I, I I'm still her best friend mm-hmm. I don't know yes yeah, a little different but uh, moving on um, two more little tidbits here again uh, this is a mixed bag uh, i know a lot of people were i want to say it was last year yeah it was last year when we had the swerve strickland uh texas death match against uh hangman page for aw yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of people were commenting on those I think it was full gear full gear yeah, yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of people were commenting on the the bray wyatt inspired uh attire that swerve had uh worn for that match or what was it or was it wrestle dream maybe it was wrestle dream no. Uh, oh no, he went against Darby at Russell Dream. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but yeah, this is what he said. Because to be honest, me being a fan, obviously a huge fan of Bray, big fan of, of Swerve since you know before the NXT days. Um, 
I never known for them to even know each other, you know, but this is what he had to say about it. He said, quote, I didn't know Bray as close as a lot of people like Brody Lee. There were people influenced by him from his time there. And, but some people have known him since the FCW or NXT days and uh, they have that personal connection to me. I remember when the fiend was really going, there was a lot of chatter that it wasn't for them as a fan. I was like, no, this is brilliant work. I don't think people really appreciated the brilliance he was bringing to the screen and a lot of risks he was taking week by week, which is not easy to do. Weekly television on two shows. It wasn't just Raw or SmackDown. He was doing both shows with his material. Bringing that to the real world. I really appreciated that, and I think he was ahead of his time. I just wanted to show appreciation that the love and influence wasn't lost. I put that as part of my gear, and I was in the locker room with him during my time at 205 Live, and he always gave me hugs. He was awesome. At one point, I had to help him with with the Fiend mask. It was COVID, and we were all in that box together. There were times I had to help him with that. There were times I would see him in Gorilla coming back when they were teasing the red lighting after the show and getting that going. Um, I've seen a lot of the oh, I've seen a lot of those processes. I'm sorry, I see a lot of those uh, processes with him. Uh, he was always a good brother in the locker room. He was fun, really cool. That was one of the thing, those things of quote, you've always had influenced me through all of this. End quote. No matter what. If it wasn't their taste or wasn't, I'm, I'm a horror person. And I was really happy to see a new age of horror brought to the screen in an industry that I love. And I was like, man, that was a revolutionary. I want to take a little piece of that into what I was doing that night. If anything, I feel like his spirit powered that match. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I thought it was uh, worth bringing up a little. It, honestly, it does seem like goods. the kind of uh, match that Bray would shoot comment on, like on social media if he wasn't yeah. a character, like, you know. Even if, like, if they were to do something like, like, say, I could even have seen, like, you know, obviously, alternate universe, Adam Page versus Bray Wyatt in the Texas Deathmatch. I'm sure they would have made some cinematic cool shit, too. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, definitely. But um, last but not least here. I was going to uh, add one thing, too, but it's very ahead. small. Yeah. Uh, only because I saw him, uh, those that were in California, you, you guys were there at Honda Center. Monday Night Raw invaded my job uh, right after, like, well, TKO was here since Saturday. You had UFC on Saturday and then Ned Raw on Monday. But saw a crap load of people. Um, I could be here all day telling you exactly who was backstage when I was working. But one of the guys I saw that I was like, oh, damn, was Bobby Roode. Yeah, because he's, he he's an agent now, right? Yeah, but he just actually put out a quote. He says, uh, this is, uh, you know, during an uh, interview with Chris Van Vliet. And he says, so as far as, like, looking at it from a medical point of view, it is safe for me to get back in the ring, I guess. But at almost 48 years old, given the opportunity that I've been given now to work as a producer, which is my goal coming to WWE almost eight years ago, mm. I'm quite happy Damn, doing this. Damn, this has been there for eight. You don't even feel yeah, like that. That's no. crazy. He says, I'm quite happy doing this. And I feel like I've had a good run, as they say, and I'm happy to do what I'm doing now. So he could, he is cleared to wrestle, but he wants to remain a producer slash agent. So I just thought that was interesting. Nah, bro. We gonna, we gonna get beer money one last time, bro. I'm saying, man. Hey, you ain't gotta on. carry the load on your own, fam. You know, a couple of rednecks and long necks, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, last last but not least, a uh, little, I guess, up for, for all the down that we had in this news, but um, real quickly, uh, there was a New Japan, um, that's what it was, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, The New Beginning in Sapporo, mm-hmm. and we have two new champions. Oh, is that right? Okay. Matt Riddle has defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi. What? To become the new New Japan television champion. What the fuck? And as well, Nick Nemeth, I had to get used to that. You, you heard the pause. Man. I was yeah. like, that's not Dalton. Oh, did no he win the... Okay. He, he, he defeated... Uh, it says Super Super Dave. I'm guessing this is Dave Finley. Mm-hmm. 
to become the new IWGP global champion. So, wow. Yeah. Crazy. Within not even a whole year since they're released, they're, they're getting gold. But I, then I sat there, I'm like, is New Japan like, how do we get more people to watch? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. put gold on these guys. I'm Two like, gaijins take take two of them. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, because okay. they've been putting a lot of stock in Day Finley. And then they've been putting, I mean, that's that's Tanahashi, bro. You're going to mm-hmm. have someone come over from New Japan for the first time in their whole career and just beat this this dude for yeah. a championship. Mm-hmm. But, hey, no, I'm happy for both of them. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was kind of kind of cool to be like, you know, we see Dolph getting gold outside of WWE, so we know he's a champion, like championship material, right? Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, other than that, man, that's all I really got. Um, ready to review? Yeah. Yeah. Do review. Uh, we'll come back with your review, and then uh, we can finish yeah. off. Yeah, by the way, minor note, I saw that um, Arthur Ashe is going to be I did the see home that. of uh, yeah. Forbidden Door. Shout out, to, yeah. uh, shout out to uh, Justin Lopez, uh, Stellar J, Pro Wrestling Spotlight. He yeah. hit me up immediately like, yo, you finna come out here? I'm like, it was in June. I'm like, I don't know what the fun's looking like for that July show. Yeah, though. for real. I'm like, but I'm like, it's been a minute. It's, been, it's definitely been a minute. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to definitely see No doubt, that. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get into the some review. I only know one thing because okay. it got spoiled. Well, uh, I mean, you know a couple things. We we the Shotzi thing and yeah, yeah. But yeah. I but <laughs> I did hear about some an arrival. So into NXT, oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know how. I, I know who's involved, but I don't know how it got there. So yeah, definitely interested to hear that. So go ahead. It was random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, I saw people yeah. were like, "Oh, so he just Hunter just realized." These guys are a waste of space and just drop them down where they belong. And I was like, God, you sound like someone that's never watched New the, Japan the, ever. The like, funny right. thing is they've been in NXT before, so it's not their first time. Yeah, there. yeah. But anyways, NXT opens up with a North American Championship match. Opa Femi defending against Lexus King. Uh, Lexus lights up Oba with some chops in the corner, but Oba quickly hits uh, uh, kind of like a, a pounce-like tackle. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. like an anti-air mm-hmm. uh, who, who, you know, he attempted He's such a, a big dude. Yeah, he is. Because, yeah. uh, what's his name? He attempted to do a springboard twisting crossbody out the corner, and he just like, bitch. <laughs> uh, Oba hits a big back body drop off the rebound, and then uh, you see King trying to for a sunset flip, but Oba powers out and uh, goozles King around the neck before kind of just forcing him by his neck out of the ring. Uh, Oba throws King back into the ring, but when he tries to get back uh, onto the apron, King quickly drop kicks him off. Uh, King gives chase to Oba, who tries to ram King into the post, um, but King evades, and at the last minute, Oba just slams his own arm into the ring post, which gives him an opening. You know, you see King taking advantage of the hurt arm, mm-hmm. continuing to target the arm as well. Uh, but then we see footage uh, in the middle of this match. We see footage of Mr. Stone and Von Wagner watching the match together backstage. Uh, but Stone tells Vaughn he's going to go down to the ring, assumably still taking umbrage with the, the words that Lexus King had about him and his kids oh, uh, really? following okay. the tag team loss last week. I don't know if you remember what I was telling yeah, you Yeah, yeah, no, I was just surprised. It just seems like a very small... You know, a whole week went by and I am... <laughs> I am when I see peeped. him at work in seven days... <laughs> I better not see him at the water mm-hmm. at, the, <laughs> at that waterfowl. No, I'm going to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, King continues to work on Oba's left arm when Stone makes his way down to the ring as King slides out of the ring and shoves him on his ass to the floor... Oba takes King out with a big lariat when he slides back in, follows with a pop-up uh, flapjack. Oba then hits a huge snake eyes in the corner and then hits uh, what I can only describe as, like, the protobomb, except he stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it's seen like it. a standing release spin-out powerbomb. Mm-hmm. Then he hits a pop-up powerbomb, which I've never did yeah, know. Yeah, so that's, that's how he was winning a lot of his matches in the uh, in the 
what is it? The breakout tournament? Yeah. What he would do was they'd run and then he'd pop them up for a flapjack. Yeah. And they would, you know, bounce and then he and then he would they would get up and then he would just pop them up for a power bomb. It was like how he would set oh, it up. Oh, so so just basically what he did here. Yeah, yeah. Minus the spin out whatever shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was surprised that he did. I'm like, he did it just like Kevin Owens. I'm like, but he's still kind of using that move. Yeah. You know, sometimes he'll do it with the sit out. Well, the first time he did it, it was a pop up fall forward power bomb. Ah. But I think maybe it's just he's too yeah, I don't, I don't long why, of a dude, too tall why, of a dude. I don't know why I thought he was like doing a double choke slam, like popping up double choke slam style and then catching Oh, him yeah. Too, but it's not bad either. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we had Tia, this weird Tia Hale, JC Jane, Ariana Grace backstage <laughs> mm-hmm. segment. Uh, there was a throwaway segment. Uh, that's what I wrote, yeah. <laughs> that's all. Tia backstage with JC and another girl I've never seen before, apparently named Jasmine Nix, and that's with two Y's, J-A-Z-M-Y-N, and her last name is N-Y-X. I'm like, bruh. So is, is she dating? Oh, okay. She dating Zion Quinn, or is it because no, no, we'll no, talk, no, no. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying because of the so many Y, and then I'm like, and, and then you got her tagging with J C Jane because she got the wiser name too. Like, Ugh. I don't know. Nah. Anyway, she don't was, do it. Tia was stressing over how her Valentine's Day date with Riley Osborne went, saying that he hasn't responded to her texts or calls all week, and she she supposedly took J C's advice of playing hard to get and not looking too available on the date. Uh, but apparently executing the advice wrong, according to uh, JC. Uh, I don't know. But Air, Air, uh, Ariana Grace is seen in the background, slowly creeping closer and closer, trying to eavesdrop on the tee. As uh, she then interrupts and gives Tia some real dating advice about the situation before questioning JC actually being her best friend, which I mm. didn't know this was going to lead to a match later, which whatever. Mm. Moving on. Wolf Dogs in-ring promo. Uh, obviously, new tag champions from last week. They cashed in their uh, their contract. Uh, Wolf dogs, baby. Braun, you know, he didn't even say that shit. He said we're supposed to say that shit. <laughs> he promised. Uh, Braun talks about how he and Corbin were just fighting each other at No Mercy in September to now being new tag team champions. Uh, then Chase U comes out as Andre Chase tells him, I ain't got to spell it out for y'all. I was like, I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, y'all may not care who your next challengers are, but we do. And uh, Duke commends them for their success in the tournament, becoming champions, and says Chase U is back at 100%, and it's now our turn for a shot at the tag titles. Uh, Braun tells them they could take their school spirit and calendars and shove it up their asses. <laughs> uh, Chase responds by telling Braun that, look, look, it looks like we're about to have a teachable moment, and says that uh, as the former uh, champs promised them the next shot, being the family, which I'm like, I don't know how they promised you when it was a passing segment that wasn't confirmed but yeah whatever. yeah uh but said that they're not taking no for an answer as duke says that they plan to give them a chase you university size ass whooping to then nathan frazier comes in these guys with axiom i don't know if you saw this where he hits his uh beth seth rollins impression um from the raw after money in the bank where all three members of the shield won the the uh the fucking belt Oh, yeah, yeah. You got Roman talking to Ambrose, who has the belt, and then you got Seth coming out, no, 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 that's not how this is going to go down. Mm. And he literally says it word for word, but people don't know that he was trained by Seth Rollins. Oh, So, yeah, he's, like, basically using the same thing to be like, no, um, they are the ones that promised to you, but they're no longer champions, so... You can step yeah, it's, not, it's null and void. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, that's basically what he said. He said that arrangement's null and void, and we were the closest to beating these guys, so we should be next. I'm like, but y'all didn't beat them just because you was close. I mean, you don't see the finalists from last year's uh, NBA Finals getting a bye in the next one. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, hey, can we play you one more time for that championship? 
we ain't got to even have the TVs here, B. We do it at the park. It's like the Rock says, you got to tuck tail and come back. <laughs> but yeah, basically. You don't again, get to finish your story? No. <laughs> Axiom adds that their team, again, closest to beating them in the tournament. Um, Baron just tries to brush them both off before Ava Rain comes down to make a number one contenders match for later that night. Speaking of the Rock. Uh, yeah, between uh, she got a big pop though. By the way, yeah, uh, between Axiom, she's doing a good job. Yeah, yeah, I think it's because that was her first time. She usually does her shit in the backstage. Back. Yeah, yeah. pre tape maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah, basically uh, Chase U versus Axiom and Frazier uh, for the next uh, number one contendership, the tag uh, okay. challenge for the tag titles. Uh, from here, we had that match that uh, stemmed from last uh, last week, where it was Roxanne Perez versus Ren Sinclair. Um. Nothing to write home about here. Roxanne beats Ren Sinclair after hitting the Pop Rocks and stopping the pin to lock in a crossface, which Ren just tapped out immediately from, which I don't know what that was about. But, you know, she's like, there's nothing wrong with Ren. She's just like how I used to be, just happy to be here. I'm like, oh, all right. Mm, I mean, you said it. Are you mad because Booker ain't here to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to fluff your, your ego mm-hmm. on comments? Cheese there, me. <laughs> no water. No, no bread. Just who's taking? Is it tofu? Just, who, who's it's, taking, it's, it's just. It's just. It's Byron. It's still Byron. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but we got Josh Briggs versus Brooks Jensen. Um, starts off with a tie before both men trade shoulder blocks, but Briggs hits uh, his back with some uh, some elbows in the corner. Uh, Jensen able to get some chops and clotheslines uh, in in the corner as well before hitting a big running bulldog. Follows off with a drop kick. Uh, Jensen tees off on Briggs for a bit before hitting another running bulldog. Uh, Jensen then brings Briggs to the outside, throws him into the barricade, and before throwing him into the front row in the crowd and just gets some mounted punches on him and starts stomping him out where you don't even see him anymore. You just see him just like fucking stomping him. I was like, Jeez. I'm like, yo, where you at? Um, uh, oh, and then they go into picture in picture from that spot. Uh, Briggs able to, re- to take over during the break, though, wears down Jensen with a working hold. Uh, before Jensen breaks out of it and tr- uh, tries for a backslide, but Briggs counters out, smothers Jensen with some strikes, uh, a little bit of clubs in the corner before the ref gets to the to the five count. Uh, Briggs hits a standing uh, sidewalk slam, meaning he didn't fall down. He just yeah him yeah up. he's been like, doing that. Yeah, it's like a release. I was like, thing. God, that's like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, that's part of. Uh, I think I've noticed that been part of his uh, as uh, Moosep since he's came in. He just doesn't hit mm. it uh, all the time. So no, yeah. it's a singles guy. He's like, I got moves. Yeah yeah for uh, real. <laughs> he follows with a big jump and splash on the floor for a close fall. Uh, Briggs trash uh, starts trash talking Jensen, telling him I'm. I'm doing this for you. Show me you're a man. You know, before <laughs> Jensen slaps Briggs across the face, Jensen gets fired up, trade strikes with Briggs, uh, before taking him down with a big-time lariat, surprising everyone, including myself. Uh, Jensen hits a diving missile dropkick from the top for a near fall. Tries for a, another running bulldog out of the corner, though, but Briggs hits a running boot and uh, pretty much hits the south of heaven, like a, the sit-out slam for another near fall. And I'm like, yo, what's up with everyone? Taking everybody's new. Well, because even Last Legend, she keeps doing the pump kick and some other move that someone was already doing. I'm like, well, what are you going to do when you get to the main roster? See, she's one that was doing that choke choke pop-up powerbomb, right? I think well, she does that. Was she? I think maybe she did. I remember maybe she did it last year. Because I think you told me she week. won a, a, a Well, match, she, she yeah. did it where she... she or maybe, it, maybe yeah, you know, oh, you're right. Yeah, so she chokes, she... And then picks him up. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking it was uh, like the. What's that weird one that fucking Charlotte does? It's like this weird powerbomb she does where she like powerbombs, but she has her hand like oh, yeah. inside the leg. Yeah, it's yeah. That's so, so weird. weird. I don't know why she does that. They yeah. have it in the game. I'm like, this is this mm-hmm. is whack. Anyways. Um, 
Briggs and Jensen start brawling while they're on their knees before standing up to trade shots as Jensen hits a spinning wheel kick and a sunset flip, uh, pin for a near fall, but Briggs gets the win after hitting two clotheslines from hell. Uh, post-match, Briggs, he embraces a knocked-out Jensen and keeps telling him, I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. And even when he's walking up the ramp, he just keeps saying that shit. Mm. Um, after that, we got a Joe Gacy pre-tape. It's pretty good. Um, uh, Sorry, some guy that's getting some work, getting some steady work here, I guess. Uh, Joe is uh, uh, shown being all spastic, pretty much rolling around on the ground uh, with a straitjacket still on him. In some room, his face is red and swollen from, uh, assuming, getting beat the fuck up. Uh, but in the background, there's some real Bray Wyatt-ass children singing along going uh, going on, except instead of uh, he got the whole world, it's uh, the nursery rhyme for Humpty Dumpty, um, which I was like, dude, this is what was wrong to begin with, so mm-hmm. don't do that again. Yeah. Uh, we hear the sound of heavy footsteps approaching before we see Dijak appear with his nightstick in hand in front of a glass door, almost like an interrogation room, so to speak, uh, as, he te- as we see that's where Gacy is actually in. As he tells Gacy through the, through the door... That he has no decency in him, and uh, Gacy responds by saying, "I admire your efforts in trying to stop me, but this train is a never is never ending is on a never ending track." I was like, "Sure, yeah, I like this." <laughs> Dijak tells Gacy, "I have many instruments of peace to derail your train." Gacy gets up from the floor and makes his way to the glass door and breathes heavy on it. So you know when you you know when you yeah breathe, yeah you get the, the fog hot, yeah. yeah, and he uses the tip because you know, he can't use his hands. He uses the tip of his nose to draw a smiley face in it. I was like, yo, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, Gacy backs away from the glass with the smiley face there, just starts laughing maniacally. Then we hear this voice come from behind Dijak as we see the face of Luca Crucifino. Oh, okay. Warning Dijak that what he's doing with Gacy is technically false imprisonment. Dijak tells Crucifino to go to hell and that he'll do whatever he wants. Crucifino answers back saying, look, I don't care what you do, but again, what you're doing is illegal. Dijak grabs Crucifino up by his collar, telling him that Gacy broke one of his laws. Crucifino actually grabs Dijak's arm off of him and lowers it and tells him that's not the way the world works before fixing his tie and just walks off. Hmm. Dijak He's been look- making his rounds lately. Yeah, man. that's why I thought it was just pretty good. Dijak looks back towards the glass door again as Gacy pops back up in front of it, warning Dijak that this isn't over uh, before drawing another, <laughs> another fucking smiley face and laughing again. I'm like, this was good. This is good stuff. From here, we got another pro- – there's a lot of promo stuff on this show. Uh, Melo had a pre-tape promo. Uh, he's back at the barbershop, and uh, first time he's done it since turning on Trick, and the first one he's done without Trick in it. Uh, as we see past clips of the two play, uh, them on screen while Melo's narrating for a bit and says, uh, telling Trick that um, I'm at the place where it all began for us, you know, where Trick and Melo gang started. All the good memories and great moments, but says now – uh, I'm all here alone, but I ain't lonely. And we see footage of Mello turning on Trick, you know, the whole chop block and all that shit. Yeah. Um, says, uh, I know my pride and my principles stayed intact because I didn't have to snake my boy out of his spot or get too high from my own boots. And obviously still referring to his point of view of how he sees Trick betraying him. Gotcha. Um, Mello then says, uh, con- continue saying, it's such a shame because you played your role so well. And I really wanted you to experience how it was being a top guy because you was my boy and I wanted to lift you up with me. Uh, says, uh, but, but how do you try to repay me? Basically trying to pass me up as the next top guy of NXT. Uh, Mello says he could have been number five or number three and says, hell, you was my boy. I would even allowed you to be number two. But uh, says that when he came from my spot as number one, you realize quickly that Mello is second to nobody. Uh, says, I let you stand next to me. 
I let you put Trick before Mellow and Trick and Mellow Gang just to amuse you. Matter of fact, I did it to amuse myself that you could ever think that you would be ahead of Mellow in anything. Uh, it says to stay on top, you have to be ruthless, ruthlessly ambitious and have that killer instinct. Claims, I saw this coming a while away and that Trick always side-eyed my, uh, my championship. I always felt the envy from you with every one of my accomplishments. Uh, and he says that uh, I knew eventually... You was gonna uh, have to. Uh, oh, you was gonna uh, get too big, and I was gonna have to get you before you got me. Jeez. Uh, so, trick wherever you're at, stay there because your 15 minutes is up, and I'm back to business. Uh, and then he tells Ilya to stay in line unless he's uh, uh, talking to him about the NXT Championship. Then they don't have nothing to talk about because obviously he's been real vocal about uh, everything he's been doing to, to trick for a while before this. Yeah. Event. And plus, he attacked him technically. You know what I mean? He's the mm-hmm. one that attacked both of them. Uh, we did get J.C. Jane defeating Ariana Grace uh, after distracting the referee and expecting Tia Hale to help her cheat. But instead, Jasmine, because she's just like looking at her like, what? Like, she's clueless, you know? Yeah. Like, not even expecting her to want her to do that shit. Jasmine Nix just steps in, who's at ringside with her, uh, ends up attacking Grace behind the ref's back, throws her back into the ring for J.C. to nail her with a rolling elbow for the win. Uh, as post-match, mm. we see Jasmine and J.C. kind of leave Tia out of the, 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 the celebration. It was kind of weird. She was giving her all these weird looks. And then, from here, we go straight into another pre-tape. Uh, this is real interesting. Tony D and the family. Okay. We see uh, Tony in his Sunday best suit uh, sitting down at a table. He uh, takes a quick sip of some tea. He has like one of those little small-ass glasses, too. Or uh, those, uh, what do they call um Cups. Yeah. Teacup. Tea Thank you. I don't mm. know why I was like, hey, it's a cup for tea. It's a teacup. <laughs> uh, before being joined by Stax and Rizzo. Uh, they commented that the uh, you know the Don said that he wanted to see them and he obliges and asks them to sit down with him at the table. Uh, Rizzo immediately thinking she's in, you know, in trouble for losing her mask to Jada Parker last week. She's like telling Tone, I swear I gave it all my all on that match. Uh, but Tony quells her fears and tells her, you know, I know, and you know, you had a pretty good showing in your first singles match, and tells her not to get too down on herself about it. Stax then steps up and he's trying to take the heat too and says, you know, I'm the reason for last week's loss. It's on me, but I swear we're going to get these tag team titles back until Tony tells Stax, no, we're not. At least not, not at least not right now. Mm. Stax looking confused as Tony's asking what's going on. Tony says that, you know, after we lost the titles, I've been doing some thinking and for the last six months, I've lost track of the bigger picture. Says that we've been playing some small ball, taking bets from Chase U and fighting with OTM over who runs the streets, destroying the restaurant in the process. I mean, what the hell are we doing? Tony says that we're the D'Angelo family, and it's time that I lead this family into the right direction, in a new direction. And says it's time for him to really become the Don of NXT before taking one last sip of, uh, of his tea. Mm. And uh, he says, tells him to put the word out to everyone else in the family, which I'm like, who? We don't know your family. <laughs> like, we don't see these people. Yeah. Like, if anyone doesn't like it, they can talk to me about it. You know, basically. So I was, mm, I'm like, right. I'm wondering what this is. I'm like, maybe it's a move to the main roster. I don't know. Oh, okay. Who knows? Uh, we did get the uh, number contenders match uh, between Nathan Frazier and Axiom or in uh, Chase U. Uh, for some reason, even after that long two to three minute fucking <laughs> free tape, Jasmine, JC, and Tia are still barely walking up the ramp from the match that they just had. Uh, <laughs> okay. But Andre Chase and Duke come out uh, first, and of course they're cornered by Riley Osborne. The two groups of three pass each other with Andre kind of giving JC a what the fuck's going on kind of look after she cheated and then tries to put her hand on Tia's shoulder for support. But I guess she's still very much bothered by him and she shoots back a, a mean like don't touch me look at him uh, before sharing a very awkward greeting with Riley uh, Osborne. 
Um, this is a really fun tag match between both teams. Uh, obviously, Frazier and Axiom bringing the fast-paced, yeah. high-flying offense against the heart and determination of Chase Yu, who, you know, they've been fighting to get back, you know, to get themselves out of the dead and then get, fight their way back into contention in NXT, period. Uh, crazy, A few crazy spots. We saw Duke. Uh, he hit Axiom with a gut check, you know, like that uh, mm-hmm. that gut buster, whatever. Yeah. But then when he lands on his back, he he does it where he simultaneously does a senton uh, splash on Nathan Frazier. Oh, I've never seen him do that. So, I've seen him do both moves separately, but I've never seen that. Yeah, oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, he did like a two for one. Yeah. Another spot. So that's I, some timing right there, dude. I mean, he almost fucked it up where where the dude uh, where Axiom almost landed on his face because he's like doing it but landing on his back. But then, like he's almost, he almost like crushed his face. I can tell you, it's just crazy because because if you think about it, he's heavy anyway and hits that senton, and then the added weight of his partner coming crashing down onto the knees adds more weight. That's like a compactor. Yeah, dude, that that (laughs) breaks your ribs with that, bro. uh, Another spot we saw Axiom give Duke a top rope Spanish fly. I was like, God damn, that's a big dude to do. Yeah, for real. Mm -hmm. Followed by a double basement super kick from Axiom and Frazier, but Duke eats both of them and lands a double clothesline to take both guys out. Uh, but the final spot shows Duke uh, getting the hot tag in to Andre Chase, who hits a diving crossbody on Frazier, initiating a counter-for-counter, pin-for-pin back and forth that saw Chase getting the better uh, the better end of it as he hooked uh, both legs of uh, Frazier in a flash-pin finish, okay. um, making them the new number one contenders. But uh, post-match, Frazier's kind of beside himself over the loss. Uh, when, uh, you know, when both teams go to shake hands, however, they are all attacked by the machine gun, Carl Anderson, and the big LG the big hoot himself, Luke Gallows. Uh, later on in the night, they get interviewed as they, uh, you know, about what they did, and they basically say that we're back in NXT and we're actually looking to stay as long as we want, and say that when it comes to the NXT Tag Team Championship, we're here to separate the men from the boys. Uh, they they warned the Wolf Dogs with Gallows ending it by telling Braun that we can be to you something that Big Papa Pump and the Dog Face Gremlin has never been to you, and that's heroes. So I was like, I don't, mm. I don't think you're barking up the wrong tree unless y'all just, like, hey. Let's shoot our shot and get the ultimate tag three match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they no one's paying attention over here. They'll let us do it. But see, but they they weren't. Did they? Were they weren't a tag team? Like they didn't have like a legit run at NXT, did they? They no. They like how they've been featuring uh, main event. Gotcha. Stars coming, okay, that's what before. The, okay, yeah, like yeah, where they were part of like a six man or something with AJ I, well, maybe. Or... I want to say possibly, but I do remember when they. I can't remember who. I, I'll go back and double check. I probably should have done the research, but I was like when they said, "I'm like, oh yeah, they were back here before," but it was like kind of short, you know, maybe mm-hmm. two yeah, three weeks. Yeah, now I get you. Anyways, we had a uh, Ridge uh, Holland short sit down. I wouldn't even have brought this up if there wasn't already shit that <laughs> I reported on from last week, but. Basic recap of him beating down Gallus last week with a steel chair. And, and the reason I say this is because none of this fucking makes sense, what he says. Um, as we see footage uh, from last month of Gallus taking a chair to Ridge's surgically repaired leg. So, you know, seems to be the real catalyst for uh, Ridge wanting to face all three guys on his own. Makes and, sense. And, and this is where he says, says that the, the steel chair in his hands becomes a weapon. I'm like, nah, it's a weapon in anybody's, mm-hmm. everybody else's hands too, fam. Yeah, and then he says, and that the man that uh, the man you see holding that chair isn't the same man in everyday life. I'm like, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> you know, it just it just didn't really do anything for him. I don't know what it was. You know, like he's basically saying once he gets it in his in his possession, he turns into somebody else. Is that what he's saying? I'm like, look here, Sean Spears. <laughs> I mean, I I get it, but to be fair. Most people, they're not the same person they are outside the room no, they, they, they are they, inside the room, right? Extenuating circumstances 
would lead to you going crazy with a chair. And that, I don't know. It's whatever. It makes no sense. Anyways, Ilya Dragunov pre-tape promo. This is good. I'm, I'm just, he says, Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> Since day one, I saw right through you. The jealousy of your best friend consumed you, and you pointed the finger at me. I love his, I love his voice, too. You are the complete opposite of me. You are a coward. Mm-hmm. Attacking Trick from behind and doing the same thing to me. Mello, you are the lowest form of life. A rodent emerging under the cover of might. But I have what you seek, so mm. I will see you at Roadblock, which I'm like, I guess they're, they're going to do the you know championship match. But he says, under one condition, show up next week, meet me face to face. You can come for this championship because I'm coming for something more important. Your soul. Yeah. I was like, why you have to come? Your soul like, Yo, why, is mine. Why you got to come for Mello's soul? Uh... And Black History Month, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he should have thought about that for he chop block somebody, man. Man, speaking of which, Kalani Jordan versus Last Legend. Coincidentally, as soon as this match starts, we get an ad for WWE's Black History Month celebration T-shirt mm. before the match starts. But I t-shirt. digress. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Yeah, they trying to make you pay to. Hey, yeah, we're just going to a, to to a a good uh, charity. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? I bet it charity is. for what? What's the charity for? Mm-hmm. Shoot me. <laughs> Uh, Vincent Mann's uh, lawyer fees. No, I'm like, yo, if you really would have wanted to push those shirts, you would have put the, you would have had Malik Blade and, and Ninja Snowpey wearing them. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Hey, man. You know. Anyways, uh, not gonna break down this whole match, but there were some good spots worth noting. Kalani tried for a running attack off uh, off of her feet, but Lash counters with a big pump kick, which again had me wondering if they're gonna take the move away from Jade at some point. Um, I don't know. Another thing worth noting is Lash Legend's uh, progress. Uh, she had a spinning backbreaker, uh, almost like an Irish curse style, uh, which I was like, okay, that's way different. I didn't see you get that smooth before. Yeah, huh? for real. Um, and then another point, she was uh, stretching Kalani with a uh, Argentine backbreaker stretch. I was like, oh, oh okay. okay. I like how she's starting to like really get into her size and stature. Yeah, and, yeah, and, letting and, it, letting yeah. it. Because a lot of people always say, you know, when you're bigger, you could work a little bit less physical. Because it's all about selling your physicality. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Kalani also hit a diving hurricanrana off the top rope, Lita style, which was awesome because I've not seen it since Lita. Mm-hmm. From a woman, I should say. But anyways, Lash wins after Kalani looks for another diving attack off the top, but Chikara hops on the apron, giving an opening to Lash to hit the big choke slam, which they call the slam dunk, oh, okay. uh, from the second rope for the win. Post-match, Kiana James and Izzy Dame try to jump Kehlani, uh, but she escapes using her gymnast background to embarrass them in the process and powders out. But, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, stop. I just feel like you had all that but couldn't win the match, though. <laughs> Let me use this gymnastics to evade I mean, certain it, it, doom. To, to me, the reason why I was whatever about it, because I'm like, we just saw this with Ridge. Like, he was about to get jumped three-on-one, and then, you know, they, they were about to hit, a, hit him with a chair, and then he magically... Gets out of mm-hmm. it. You know, I was like, I don't know. Anyways, uh, last last little bit here. We got two confirmed things for next week. Uh, Noam Dar will face a member of the No Quarter Catch Crew under the Catch Clause for the Heritage Cup, meaning he won't know which member he will face until the match starts. Is it because Kemp said so? <laughs> I, one of them did. They, yeah. All four of them were there. I just know they were just like, gotcha. Catch Clause. And then, like, Noam Dar was like, Catch Clause, Catch Clause, Catch What is Catch Clause? What does that mean? I'm like, yo, stop. You're not entertaining. I get it. You got the British Bulldog uh, fucking cornrows. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's not working no more, bro. Mm-mm. Like, I, there's, there's just times I just don't even understand him. Like, but I will say this. Him and Oro have a, a natural chemistry together. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. There's some. There's times. Of, yeah. 
yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind Noam at all. But I just feel like without that cup, they've made his identity so about the cup. Yeah, so centered in it that he. It's like okay, and you've made the metaphor, which I thought was a way to give him something outside of the cup to eventually lose it, and he did lose it, but by technicality. Because I think uh, Mensa stepped in for him or whatever, but yeah, I you know, I, I just makes me wonder what's gonna happen if and when he does lose that thing. So, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm not too sure where they're going with it. But um, last little bit, um, obviously, Lyra Valkyria uh, defends the championship against Shotzi Blackheart. I'm sorry, Shotzi, mm-hmm. no last name. Mm. Was this the main? Yeah. Okay. That's I think that's something that bothers me now is that they'll, have, they'll take last names away from people and they'll have them face people that have last names. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I'm like, is this Cher? And then versus Britney Spears, or like, I don't, I don't understand how this works. Anyways, early in the night, uh, you see Lyra Valkyria uh, made Tatum Paxi promise not to get involved in her match and not to be even be at ringside in exchange for a very, very special surprise for her, which she was excited about. So I don't know what the fuck that's about. But. Yeah. And look, we already kind of went over what happens in this match last week uh, with the news of Shotzi specifically getting injured in the match. Yeah. Uh, so I thought I, you know. It would be unfair to try and give a genuine play-by-play of the action prior to the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, that the spot itself that she hurt her knee looked really harmless. It was kind of weird. Like, huh, okay. Maybe uh, it's just a twist. I know she's like, she's hurt her leg before, too. Well, yeah. See, I don't, like, see, like, she hit an apron DDT spot, and it looked way more like the one that's in the game than the one she's been doing, which is kind of more reckless. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I've seen that spot, the, her her uh, specifically, yeah, perform that spot like four to five times, uh, with with two of the uh, times being against Ronda Rousey, where they botched it the first time, and the landing looked real ugly. And, and then, is she she's landing on the apron, right, or is she, she dropping is, to the floor? Both. There's uh, I've seen her do that. That's what I was okay. gonna. That's that's the point I'm bringing up. Is even when she did get it right the second time with Rousey on Raw, where they hit it the way it was supposed to look, it still was like a little reckless. But my point being, like, this is probably being the fifth time I saw the spot, and admittedly being the most tamest of executions compared to the other times. Mm, okay. Um, and again, it was just literally her grabbing her head while she's on the, on the apron, and then just drops like not she doesn't jump back, she just drops, and just like you know, and you got Lyra selling, you know, she lets go, and then Lyra sells that her head hits the mat, but then it immediately she grabs her knee, and you're like, yo, that looked like. It, it I mean, it like is she... the hardest part of the ring, and I hate always sounding cliche when we say that, but as no, guys no, but that she... have set up rinks, that's legit. But she didn't yeah. hurt her knee on the ring. She She's on the ring, and she just literally just jumps backwards, just like that. And that landing from the apron down to the floor, that's... Oh, on the floor. Yeah, oh, on okay. the floor, huh. it's how she it. So that's what I'm saying. She didn't even do it the way she normally would do it. Um, but yeah, it was just real surprising. Like, I, um, again, I mean, nevertheless, you know, my heart and prayers, uh, you know, go out to her and for full for full recovery for Shotzi and all that. But, man, I mean, she, she also seemed genuinely excited to be back in NXT. It was screaming, like, you know, I'm, I'm back home during her entrance and for her to fight in the main event for the championship. You know, I thought that was really cool. But, uh, anyways, after the DDT spot, and it was evident that Shotzi was hurt, uh, they went to picture-in-picture break. And uh, when they came back, they had an Ava Rain come back out. And you could tell she was frazzled. Um, but... She came down and said, uh, you know, even though, unfortunately, Shotzi isn't cleared to continue competing tonight, we still promise you guys a women's championship match. Uh, so she continued, uh, oh, my bad, she, she now made the match an open challenge with whoever comes out next being the opponent, which, you know, again, gives us more uh, context 
Oh, okay. Uh, because I was wondering, yeah, we were like, how, how did that even happen? Um, again, you know, so last election came down almost immediately. Yeah, see, when I brought that up last week, I thought that was like something that happened off cam. That's you what know, I was thinking yeah. too. So when I did see all this stuff happen on camera, it made me think that this may have been the plan because this is why I said no. No, Shotzi already had a photo taken of her being in the surgery. Oh, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. Then let me not even disrespect her that way, man. I don't even want to do that. But, um, uh, but yeah, open challenge. She comes out immediately. Um, which again, we knew Lash Legend came down to finish the match. But again, we didn't. We didn't even know that how she was in the match, and we didn't even know that she already had a match later that earlier than the night against. Yeah, Kalani no, either, yeah, so. not yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Last Legend music plays uh, after, right after her announcement, and I gotta give uh, some credit to Sean or whoever in creative thought to do this after the fact because you know I was bitching about this, but they actually filmed a segment um, that they ended up showing mid match with a few no name girls in the, in the women's locker room again gathered around the TV watching the the remainder of the match with Last Legend and Lyra when uh, Roxanne Perez walks in still drying her hair from the shower and she's just asking what's going on as the girls fill her in about. You know what happened, and then now she's livid because she missed out on on the open challenge opportunity. So I was like, okay, I'm like, you guys were doing this story about her getting mad at people being able to just get matches while she's been trying to get her singles, you know, one on one. So I figured I had to do something, but yeah, good call actually filming something after the fact and making it a part of the show. So yeah, no, nah, definitely. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, Val- Valkyria wins uh, against Slash after a just a, kind of like a deadlift or dead drop. Diving splash. I thought she used to do a frog splash, right? Yeah. She ain't doing that no more. She just That's does so like, weird. like, you know, like that, um, that's kind of like, it's just like, you, like G sharp. He did that one kind of like splash from the top rope on uh Titus in the first, in the first show we had. Yeah. Yeah. That's how she's been but doing like, it. Like kind of a sheer drop. Yeah. Then thank you. Sheer drop. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically weird. Yeah. I was okay. like, all right. I'm, uh, uh, just yeah. a, uh, uh, update. Yeah. So what I'm looking at is she, she tore her ACL oh. and she'll be out for nine months, but she did have successful surgery. She's already started rehab. I mean, if so. that's probably what it was, probably was a tweak when she landed. That's probably, yeah, you're right. Man, yeah, because when I show, if I, you know, I'll show you, you're going to be like, what? Like, man, that didn't even look like that was, like, because yeah. there's no knee buckling or nothing like that. She just lands on her foot, and then she just goes to her back and starts, like, grabbing her leg. Jeez. But she's not yelling or anything. You can tell she's just like, okay, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, for real. You know, but anyways, uh, yeah, that was a review for NXT, man. Um, I guess we're going to, I'm about to talk about Roadblock soon, unfortunately. <laughs> but never, ever been really my favorite. I mean, the only match I ever loved from Roadblock was uh, Ambrose for Triple H. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's back when it was a WWE yeah. thing. Now it's, yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyways, we're going to uh, take a quick uh, ad break, and we'll be right back with not only Dynamite Review, but we're going to do some quick predictions on the Elimination Chamber. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Quincy Jones Go here, a.k.a. Brandon Washburn from Winter Circle Pro, reminding you guys that our next show is going down live Friday night, April 26th, American Legion Post 299 in Chino, California, as we gear up for Hard to Earn. That's right, Hard to Earn, the second coming of our second show ever, coming to you guys live April 26, 2024. And all you got to do is grab your tickets now at hard, the number two, earn.eventbrite.com. Again, hard to earn.eventbrite.com. Tickets are live and on sale, $25 front row, $20 for general admission. And do not forget to follow us on social media as we will be revealing 
all of the talent announcements as well as matchup announcements leading up to the big show. But first, you got to grab tickets and wear hard to earn.eventbrite.com. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Yurt, we back. Yep. Seen seen all the way the job, man. That that's pretty cool. Cause when I walked in, what I'll say is this is um people that know I like wrestling. Let me know stuff because they all, they're oh, okay. they're closet fans. I, I was gonna know? say I was like, that, so I walk it by. has to be annoying sometimes when a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But some people they don't they, they, the they just don't right. talk about it all day long. So yeah, they'll yeah. just they saw me come in and the guy was like, "Hey y'all," so he goes, "Yo, the bloodlines here." And I go, "What?" I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait," because I was like, "Oh, cool." And I saw I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, which bloodline?" Because <laughs> I'm like, "There's this new bloodline." The most do- dominant duo that The Rock claims, you know, I was like, or is it the regular bloodline? He goes, oh, I haven't seen The Rock, but I was like, yeah, but I get you. The Rock wouldn't show up this But at the same time, like, the bloodline wouldn't necessarily be on mm-hmm. Raw. Yeah. So that's that's something big. Yeah, I did see Roman, even though I was surprised he was there because he wasn't involved in anything no. on Raw. But, uh, and Heyman wasn't there, but yeah, I mean, Solo. and Unless, and, they, unless they, they, maybe they filmed, they were there to film some stuff. That's very possible. Very I mean, possible. I mean, because I didn't watch all the raw. They could even have filmed something that they yeah. played earlier in the night too. You know what was crazy too? As soon as I walked in, New Day was right there, like right in front of our office, and like Kofi's with his kid and Xavier, and they're just like going over this promo for like an hour at least, bro. And then when you see it play back, it's like, nigga, that was like three minutes like of of talk. You know, what I mean, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, that that's what y'all, you know, but. But three uh, minutes. But three minutes. That's the thing. When you're speaking for three minutes, it's, yeah, it is a long time. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, like especially, it's even worse when you have to read to time. You're like, fuck. Yeah. What did I do? Thirty seconds? Was that forty five seconds? I don't, it, I don't know if I'm it, over. It or just, under. it was fun. You know, and then I, you know, Drew, Drew, he's a little bigger than I thought, but yeah, he, yeah, I seen him. Sure. He was filming something. Sammy Zayn was there, and he was just talking to some guy that like works at Honda Center forever and i'm just kind of like no, no, and i was I, like he, man when you done i'm gonna be like how the fuck do you know Sami Zayn? ko was there too was and he wasn't say, even on the show i was gonna say maybe he knows him from um like the uh pwg days or something that's pretty yeah it could be could be definitely but yeah no nah, it was really cool and then i think i told you guys in the in the in the chat i saw uh i saw punk backstage talking to cody but i was trying to walk towards because i was just trying to get that moment of hey man you probably don't remember this photo but i gave you this figure the mustache figure like do you remember me? You still have that? And yeah. like the minute I go walking, I was like, oh, he's talking to Bruce Pritchard, which I was like, I'm surprised he's back here. Yeah. And then this other guy, and I go, who's this guy? And then he kind of turned, like, not to me, but just just to, to see, because he knew yeah. somebody was coming. Yeah, no, yeah. no, well, uh, just like the gesture or something. Uh, uh, and I go, holy fuck, that's CM Punk. I was like, why is he here? And then I think I told you guys, he, uh, Cody's like, all right, so let's see, who we got to sell this. Who's got the better arm brace, you know, between the two? Because <laughs> I didn't know Pritchard had an arm brace, but saw Judgment Day. It's weird. They all show up individually, even though you see yeah. them run, rolling together. Together, like on exclusives or whatever. Well, they, no, but, I, but I, like, think, I think what happened with that was is some of them were probably flying. Uh, they were separating them because I know Finn and uh, Rhea were. I think we're we're doing promo for Perth. Oh, 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 and they came. Back. Okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah, speaking of that, I helped Zelina Vega, very cool person. Hey, how short is she? She's pretty she was short. Very on. short, very it's, it's short. Crazy but think, she yeah. stood out because of the the brightness of the hair. Yeah, and uh, she actually was filming something where she, I guess she chased somebody off. I can't remember who it was, like in the battle royal, and then so they they had to keep resetting the queue to film it. 
but she was coming from like really outside of her service window mm. to go run in like she had chased somebody off you know and it was just funny to see how many times they're doing it but like at the end because uh, it started raining and the way they do the valet is they have people walk up the yeah. ramp yeah and then give them the number then, and then they go and retrieve yeah, it right yeah. but because it started raining people were kind of getting hot about that but Zelina was like hey I don't want to be mean. And she just came right to the window. I said, how can I help you? Big fan, by the way. And I want to be like, when's your husband coming back? You know? Hey, what up, Miss Budgeon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It took everything for me not to like, mention. My, 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 yeah. my brother bought one of your hats. What? Yeah. Well, well, it's, it's, it's Malachi's, yeah, but yeah. what's, what's going on? How can I help you? I got a black thone shirt on right now. <laughs> no. But she uh, she just needed help with a valet to come back because she was like, my bags are bigger than me, and I need to get on a plane right now to Australia. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. I got you. So I don't know what she's doing in Australia because I don't think she made the elimination chamber but she's probably, i guess going probably for, i mean i think a lot of people you know, they have a lot of people go out there and still do uh promotion and stuff because yeah. like austin theory i don't even know he's in it but yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. was out there you know oh i forgot to bring yeah, that yeah, up yeah 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 but he's staying on business boy i wasn't mad at him but <laughs> nah, you know, nah. everybody's like well he should have just smacked him i'm like bro i, I know i said that see, I think it's like, but if you're a guest in another continent. Yeah, you you got to be. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. So you, more you gotta, props to him for realizing. Yeah. I don't know, the assault charges here. It's so like, yeah. boy, you was in A-Town down. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah straight up. Oh, man. But uh, now, now, to change gears, so AEW yeah, yeah. Dynamite, it was kind of packed. Uh, so I'm going to try to get through as much as I can on a minimal basis. But uh, we kick it off with a match that I was really excited to see. BCC, yes. John Moxley and Claudio taking on FTR. Uh, you know, uh, the commentary do note that Curiously, BCC has more tag team victories strung along this year than FTR does, despite FTR being more decorated in, in terms of tag team action. But let's get to the spots. Uh, after all four men exchanged some stiff rounds, because I thought I don't know if you saw that thing I sent you, but it seemed like there was a little bit of real realism going on. But Dax manages to ground Mox. I mean, and snaps Ca- super- Cash is the one that makes me believe it. Because yeah, yeah. I, I think he walked by the table later. He's like, he's like, uh, let's see who the motherfucking best is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I remember that that live show we did. They were like, yeah, Cash is kind of the one that gets a high. I I thought it was was Dax, but yeah. Uh, But yeah, they exchanged some rounds, and then Dax manages to ground Mox with a snap suplex leg leg drop combo. Uh, Mox attempts a rear naked choke on Cash, but he escapes by charging the ropes, and he dumps him on the floor. Uh, You know, Cash starts throwing some stiff headbutts uh, before hitting Mox and Claudio with a flying double clothesline off the top rope. Mox goes for a suicide dive on Cash. Dax shoves him out the way. He takes a bullet instead before Cash shoves Mox shoulder first into the still steps um and then we see ftr with kind of an uncharacteristic uh assisted ab stretch and i say uncharacteristic because we haven't seen him work heel in a while and then they yeah, use quick true. tags to continue working over his uh, shoulder before they hit a double decapitator on the bottom rope uh mox hits dax with a desperation king kong lariat hot tags claudio who goes in an uppercut frenzy before countering a double suplex attempt by ftr with a two-for-one electric chair drop i was a little worried about that because the way cash grabbed his head yeah i thought maybe you know but he was just selling anytime there's a double electric chair i get nervous because the thing is it's like it's all about i don't see that that often but yeah yeah yeah, because if one guy goes he he starts dumping him too early the other guy has to try to fucking catch up or match the the time yeah and then then it's like the guy in the top while not colliding heads on the way down and shit but i'm even thinking the guy on top is gonna have a a harder fall if they're if he's like very true you know what i mean yeah it's always yeah uh, BCC hit Dax with a spiked stuffed pile driver outside yeah. on the floor before picture-in-picture. Picture. After being worked over during picture-in-picture, picture, Dax manages to whip Claudio's shoulder first into the post and hot tag Cash just as Mox tags, uh, tags back into the match. Uh, we see Cash ex- execute an up 
happened over Sunset Flip. We don't see that enough. Shouts to Booker T, baby. Yeah. Uh, in the corner on Mox for two, then counters a paradigm shift with a brain buster for two. Claudio breaks up a shatter machine attempt on Mox, and they try to double vertical suplex Dax, but Cash stops it. Uh, I, I believe uh, it's one of those things where uh, it's a spear and then like a small package deal. But after a blind tag, Cash counters the running attack by Mox by popping up popping him up into power bomb, power bomb position for Dax to hit their innovative uh, doomsday device that they do for a near fall. And uh, it starts to break down with Roberts. He notes a few minutes are remaining in the match as FTR go for power and glory, but Moxley get the knees up to block the splash. Then he and Claudio hit a giant swing basement dropkick for a near fall. Uh, Mox lands some hammer and anvil elbows on Dax and locks in the rear naked choke while Cash runs into uh, to break it up. But Claudio intercepts him with the rear naked choke of his own, but Cash is able to lift him up to crash into the pin with two minutes left uh, and then we get the finish where Dax and Claudio lock Mox and Cash in dual sharpshooters while exchanging slaps with the other and then Dax lets go to hit Claudio with a pile driver before Mox get a, gets a sneaky crucifix pin from behind for a near fall and then immediately goes for another choke but Dax escapes they attempt a shatter machine but they get interrupted midway by a time limit draw something told me that was going to happen because the minute I was mad about that because yeah I'm like, I was too that's two in two weeks well the last time um, Dax tapped it. He passed no, no, out. No, 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 no. If you remember, mm-hmm. Swerve and Hangman had a long oh, match, oh, and yeah, they, did yeah. the, they just did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it was the first match on the show again. I mean, it is different in stakes and match type, but in terms of how often like a it's no, done, like a I agree. Like a yeah. count out non finish. I was like, yeah, bro, you can't do that two weeks in a row. Like that kind of. I thought honestly they should have got the tag team win. Yes. And then you could still have pushed to whatever match. Still had to brawl yeah. afterwards, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 unless people didn't want to lose, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, and there was a big brawl afterwards. They got a you know a brief respite before they start bringing the fight. You see the locker room security referees. They all try to empty out to separate them. Uh, and then I'll just jump to the backstage seg what they had where they're in the parking lot. They said, you know, uh, we came here to kick their ass because they think they run this place and everybody bows down to them. We don't bow down to anybody. So I suggest with Revolution coming up, we don't have a match. You don't have a match. And then they try to make an official challenge, but they get interrupted by BCC who are being restrained by refs. And I audibly hear Cash say, it could be, we don't care. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. We don't care. Just name a time and place. So it makes me wonder yeah, if they're going to get. Any stipulate, whatever stipulation you want. Yeah, 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 so it makes me wonder if we're looking at a possible two out of three or See, an Iron Man match. Maybe. But if they were going to do a two out of three, it would make more sense to give them the win. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I, just, I, I agree. Oh, no. I agree. Uh, we got Orange Cassidy backstage before his match with Mike Bennett, which basically he, he takes Trent's place there tonight. And he's just there. You know, getting checked on uh, by I think Doc Samson because Renee notes like the basically the the yeah. the, the line of events six, the six man tag where Chuck gets attacked, Rocky gets laid out on on uh, Rampage I believe um, yeah. you know he gets laid out with Spike Piledriver post match against Ishii at Collision then mm-hmm. obviously the Texas Death Match Trent gets laid out and oh, he's he did, not cleared uh, for action he did the Rev Pro show too yeah yeah and then she talks about yeah hopping on a plane to England to promote for Wembley then yeah defend it in a seven way match at Rev Pro and he still has a title defense next week with you know with Roddy and you know so but he says I'm gonna take Trent's spot tonight and this wasn't a bad match it's just sometimes I wonder some of the things they do and why but you know before the match starts uh, Orange charges up the ramp mid entrance and hits an orange punch on Taven then takes the fight to Bennett down the ramp and towards the ring Orange hits some aggressive uh, sloth style mud hole stomps I'll say in the corner but the ref backs him up allowing Bennett to sneak him with a stiff overhand right uh, Bennett hits back to back vertical suplexes on Orange and starts him once more with the right hand uh, and then Orange counters a third suplex attempt with the stun dog millionaire that hits 
Bennett with a satellite DDT before kipping up and signaling for the orange punch. Roddy Strong runs down and hops on the apron, but the ref calls for two other officials to come down and help him eject Strong from ringside. Bennett takes advantage of the ref's sleeve in the ring with a punch down low, or a dick punch if you want to be pretty pretty stark about it and then orange uh he follows up with a pile driver for a near fall before picture in picture um after working over orange's back during the break bennett whips him hard into the corner causing him to flip over the rope and crash outside to the floor bennett then hijacks Sh- uh, shivani's headset to show the commentary team when orange hits him with the back-to-back suicide dives one and two the announce table and then to uh you know a um a barricade on the other side of the ring. Bennett hits a spine buster to Orange onto the edge of the apron. They look kind of brutal. Then follows with a DVD on the floor, then rolls him back into the ring. But Orange hits a desperation Orange punch out of nowhere, then takes a respite before going for a beach break. But Bennett counters with a got-style pile driver for another near fall. Finish comes where Bennett eats a super kick with rebounds with back-to-back rolling elbows. Then signals for a crucifix powerbomb, I guess, because he does stick his arms out like the bad guy. Yeah, when, I was wondering what that was. Right. When uh, Orange counters with a beach break and quickly pins for the win post-match Taven storms the ring to beat down Orange and he's joined by Roddy who lies in wait to attack him when uh you know uh Oklahoma's own Jake Hager comes on down to make a save yeah that was strange for the hometown crowd <laughs> and I guess it's because he scheduled a face strong on Rampage oh. so I guess there's some you know and I'm clearly they're going to film it after they go off air so that might be the reason why uh but Hager hits Taven with a signature takedown and then takes out Roddy with a big boot to send the heels powdering up the ramp with Bennett and like I said, yeah, they uh, commentary does know he's set to uh, face strong on Rampage uh, tonight, I guess. I mean, he, he, he definitely got a bigger, uh, re- you know, re- reception than I thought he would when yeah. he came out. I mean, when he came down with shades on, I was like, oh, is he trying to be like buff orange? I go, oh, those aren't even the same kind of shades. He's just actually being him. Well, like, the thing, the funny thing was when this song hit, I'm like, oh, shit. Wait, who's yeah, that? yeah, who's that? <laughs> yeah, I was just saying. Oh, oh, uh, okay. Wait, how does this make? Oh, uh, he's on his side. Cool, I guess. All right. Yeah. Uh, we get Cool Hand Ange and Ruby Soho, and I guess Ric Flair in the backstage seg. Uh, Ange expresses how excited he is to Renee about to take Ruby out on a date. Ruby walks in wearing a skin tight dress and cueing Renee to leave as she plans to give her the details later. Ange offers his arm to escort Ruby when a white SUV pulls up. Ruby asks if that's for them, but Ange tells her no, they have a lift waiting in the parking lot. Taz trolls and says, what a cheap ass, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, camera pans back to the SUV to reveal Ric Flair stepping out of the vehicle. Renee catches up with him, asks him his thoughts on Sting's last match, and he kind of, I guess, seemingly shoots from the hip a bit, saying he's disappointed as he's known Sting for a long time. And when he signed on for this, he thought he'd be more involved than he's been so far, but doesn't fault Sting, the performer, or the person. Says he's upset he hasn't been here for the last three weeks and shares with Renee that he plans to explore some other options. Then walks over to knock on the Young Bucks locker room. They answer and ask what the hell he wants. Rick says he's just like a word with them, and they agree to speak before inviting him inside and closing the door. I mean, the only thing I could think of is this is like they're trying to go for the standard Ric Flair, like one last Ric Flair turning on Sting thing, right? Yeah. That's like what he's done it two, three times. Yeah. Every time, like, like, bro, you really thought he was gonna make you a horseman? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's seriously. And, and I remember that. But it was that, a great plan, man. I'm just but, but, like, damn. But, but I remember like the actual like segment where you got Ole Anderson, the one who was like fucking like telling him like. Yeah, why are you still trying to go for that heavyweight championship against Rick? <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm not. You're not the guy I want to fucking talk to in the ring in a promo against yeah, yeah, him, yeah. and then the other three. And you're like, yo, and then fucking Rick just sneaks the fuck out of yeah. him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh. It was great though. Do your homework, kids. Yeah. Go watch that. 
Uh, we got an in-ring segment. Danny Garcia. He was invited. This is good. Yeah, he definitely. He was invited down to the ring that talks about his match with Edge and how it panned out before confirming, uh, I guess they confirmed that Edge is unable to compete at Revolution and announces Garcia will have a TNT title match at, at the pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, I, th- he, I think they're making it seem like he can't because of the concerto. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah. it's not a legit injury. Yeah, I thought, honestly, this was going to go another way because of the way it goes, but I'll, I'll get there. Yeah, true. Uh, Garcia thanks the fans for their You Deserve It chances when he was at his lowest points of his career a few months ago. He started to lose confidence, but knew all he needed was three seconds to change his life, which he uh, which he did at the end of the uh, Continental Classic. Says every time he was down, the fans picked him back up. Every time he danced, they danced along with him and uh, thanks them for helping him restore that feeling of confidence. Then he addresses uh, Copeland. And it's, I think I said Edge earlier. Uh, addresses Copeland saying, who knows how the match would have truly play, uh, played out last week, but he's confident he could have made him tap out. Says they'll meet again, but next time he'll be holding the TNT Championship. And he starts to send a message to Christian Cage, but gets interrupted by the arrival of the Patriarchy. As Cage tells the crowd that Cope will never have another match with him for that TNT title again. Then tells Tulsa to shut their mouths while he conducts his business. And then tells Garcia what happened last week was just a byproduct of being in the ring with Copeland, but it's uh, it all boded well for him as he's now his opponent at, Re- at Revolution. He admires uh, Garcia's current run, but says, as much as I'd like to fight you one-on-one, I don't feel like it should happen at Revolution. Not that I don't think you're worthy. I just don't think he, he, uh, that you're ready. And so I right here I thought, okay, maybe they'll do it next week, go home week, and then Copeland will come back and then we'll still get the mats or something like that. You know? I thought they were going to try to do a triple threat or something. Uh, that's, that, that but, but they already got that for the main, so that yeah, makes no true. sense. Uh, says he likes his dance moves as much as the next guy, but it's all just a distraction to entertain the fans and gain their adulation because at the end of the night, he'd rather walk out the arena as the most dominant TNT champion of all time. Says he knows something about Garcia that the fans don't, that he had a pretty dark childhood. And Shit, he yeah. starts asking about his mother, Jackie Garcia, and if he's married to a David Garcia and asks if they lived at a certain address in Buffalo, as he understands, David was Danny's father, and his father is dead. Uh, calls Garcia's father a piece of crap and a loser alcoholic that lost his life to the bottle, and says, "Unlike him, I don't want to hurt you. I want to help you, and I want to make sure you realize your true potential." So at Revolution, I don't want to be your opponent. I want to be your father. <laughs> Garcia, this is a classic Cage, by the way. Garcia warns Cage to never mention his mother's name again. It says, since you know so much about my dead father, why don't you come down to the ring so I can put you in the ground right next to him. Then he takes his shirt off to initiate a fight. Uh, Cage sends Nick Wayne down instead to the ring, but Garcia locks in the Dragon Slayer and stares a hole through Cage before he orders Killswitch to intervene, which uh, you know <laughs> Matt Menard stops him uh, you know, from out of nowhere on the apron with two chair shots to the back. Then he hands the chair to Garcia and joins him inside the ring to help hold off the Patriarchy on the ramp. Yeah, it was um, it was funny because, you know, he's doing the whole dead dad thing again, and then like, and I was like, oh shit, is is daddy about to come and say no? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, sir, yeah. Daddy, oh, daddy. oh, I didn't think about that. So yeah, it's yeah. like you got the daddy magic versus no. versus the father figure mm-hmm. of a <laughs> daddy magic. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. That's a. Pre- <laughs> uh, we get a backstage seg. I only put this on here because I thought it was a little funny. But RVD, Hangman Page, yeah, and Hook. Yeah. I, was like, uh, I was like, "Get my shorts. Those are my shorts, boy." <laughs> yeah. Page says tonight is full of opportunities for the three of them as Hook can avenge his loss to Samoa Joe, and RVD can redeem himself after his hardcore match loss to Swerve before adding, "If he beat him." in the first place they wouldn't be there uh page <laughs> page starts to continue but rvd interjects saying i'm not happy anyways and asks if nana was supposed to be there that night as he heard he was he had something he may be interested in yeah. <laughs> 
Paige gets frustrated and tells him to take this seriously. It's the night they have a chance to hurt Swerve ahead of Revolution. Tells him to stick to the plan and storms off saying they both owe him one. RVD turns a hook and says, is he here tonight? If so, we better hurry. And then they <laughs> the two fists yeah, bump the, the head out. The funny thing about it was you had Excalibur just snitching on a hook the entire night in the main event. Just like, oh, no one is as high. You got Tony saying, oh, no, yeah. one, no one gets as high as RVD. He's like, and, and, and Hook, for that matter, and he just, like, speeds through it, and you hear Taz having to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, dude, stop mm. putting blood's business on, on yeah. Front Street, dude. I just thought, I was like, well, it seems uh, he's pumped, he's fired up, and uh, RVD and Hook on have a very different temperament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, he, they're, they're like, more relaxed, more he, chill. He's it's like, like, Dad, I listen to Action Bronson. Of course I fucking yeah, yeah, right. smoke. <laughs> uh, we get two women's matches here. Tony Storm with Luther and Mariah yeah. May. She takes on uh, Oklahoma's own Sydney Winnell. Uh, she rushes Winnell in the corner with strikes and hits a rebound thest press and rains down punches. Hits a running bulldog out the corner and then leg trips her into the middle turnbuckle before hitting the running hip attack. And then she hits Winnell with a storm, uh, storm zero pile drive that begins to apply the ankle lock she's been using, which she's, I guess, the calling break, break a leg, leg which yeah. I'm not mad at that, but stops to use Deanna's Venus de Milo instead for the submission win. Uh, and then Deanna actually enters for her match to interrupt Tony's exit by, uh, you know, getting to the ring. Yeah, I, saw I felt bad about the match that, you know, that took place because mentor or not, this was a horrible match. Who, who, who was it? was Deanna versus who? Madison Rain. Yeah, no, because she hit her with that flat liner that yeah, was like, holy yeah. shit, was, dude. Yeah, and I was just going to get, yeah, you know, basically, yeah, she hits, uh, she, she does a that running knee strike uh, and then follows with a float over rushing leg sweep. Um, and then she, yeah, like you said, she rain lands awkwardly on the crown of her head from a flatliner by Diana, but then goes to apply the Venus to Milo, but stops to use Storm's break a leg for the submission win. Post-match, though, Tony Storm storms the ring, bad pun, uh, flanked by Mariah May, but Deanna sees her coming and hits her with a pump kick. Deanna then sets her sights at Mariah on the apron when Storm gets her with an ankle pick from behind and locks in the grapevine version of the break a leg. And the ref struggles to get her to break the hold. Storm finally lets go, then smears lipstick all over her mouth and stares intensely at Deanna before exiting up the ramp with Luther and Mariah as Deanna starts to unlace her boot to check the damage to her ankle. So, uh, seems like late in the game in this build to like, Go to that, I, yeah. I like that kind my, of minus uh, story. the 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 little mat, the squash matches for both, but like her with the ankle mm-hmm. lock, and then like s- them staring at each other from the bottom ropes at each other, and the and the crowd was just fucking reacting, and you yeah, like her just put the lipstick on her face like a fucking crazy woman. Mm-hmm. I was like, this hit. I don't know. I was I was like I yeah. wasn't really into this before, but. That segment made it a hit for me. I, I mean, I liked it. I just stuff. I just feel like the whole "oh man, I hold my ankles a hundred percent" going into this match next week. Like I, mean, I feel she, like it's had, a little late in the game. She to do had that, it but. on for a long time. <laughs> I'm like, I, I would give cause, it because I was like, well, "What is I'd give it 15, 20 seconds tops?" Nah, so. it was longer than that because you nah, had, yes, it, yes, it was. Because how many times was the ref telling Luther to come in and stop her? And he wasn't. He was just like. Ugh. I mean, it was. It wasn't a full minute. It was. It, it wasn't a minute, but it was more than fifteen seconds. It was at least thirty I, I, seconds. I don't think it was thirty. I, I would. I would say, I'm gonna go back and check it. To me, that was like twenty tops. To me, like, cause she didn't even get the grapevine on right away. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm counting from the grapevine. I don't know. But I mean, I wasn't mad at it. But I just, I just hope it's not a. I hope my leg is 100 percent as the best technical wrestler on the women's division kind of thing. I just. <clears throat> You're forgetting the professor. Oh, no, I know. I, I I was gonna put quote unquote at the end, but you came in with a. <laughs> hey, uh, we I get think a, you're forgetting someone. Yeah, this thing was so promo heavy. Uh, we get 
These yeah. are all segments coming up. So, and then we get the main event. Uh, Sting and Darby. This is great. Darby says, we get close to the end. It puts everything in perspective, including the fame, spotlight, and material things we chase because we believe it defines us when it really doesn't mean a thing. Darby then shows a photo of Sting and his sons, Garrett and Steven, and says, when that photo was taken, they were the same age that the Bucks children are right now. Says, the only thing that matters in the end is family. Sting then steps in and agrees that family is all that matters and notes how in all his years as a wrestler, no one had ever laid a hand on his flesh and blood until the Bucks did two weeks ago. He notes that besides dealing with his sons being attacked, his father recently passed away just about a week ago. Uh, his father yeah, was his hero. That, yeah, yeah, seriously, I wouldn't even announce yet. Uh, was his hero and taught him what uh, taught him what was right. It makes him think of his own mortality as he used to think he was invincible and still thinks that way sometimes, but time catches up with everyone. Says he knows he's not invincible, but everything he has left in him, he's going to bring with him the revolution, and it will meet them face-to-face as the Bucks have a fight on their hands, the fight of their life. Yeah, I like yeah, that. It, to me, when I, when I saw that, I'm like, he's going to die in the ring, and he, 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 he's fine with that. But not really. You know, but the way he came off, I'm like, he's going to be like, if I if my heart starts beating, it's because I died whooping your ass. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I hit you with the bit with, the, with a super stinger it's slash. Like, I was like, I, that's because I, I I grabbed my gat, <laughs> then I pumped twelve in the, into the pavement. Thank you, you Arn, for giving me peace. Do you think it's gonna be like a super overbooked thing? Like his sons are gonna get involved. Yeah, Rick I mean, will get it, involved, I mean, there's a reason why it's a um, it's a tornado. tornado yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, besides the fact that they w- want to make sure that we get one last sting dive through a table. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Without yeah. having to get counted out for it. Yeah, so. him, him not banging his head on one of the... But I ain't going to lie to you, bro. That still to this day, when they returned to uh, Daly's place, mm-hmm. and they did, they did the tornado with uh, Konosuke and Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. And he hit Powerhouse with that that sting that was a, Yeah, that was a little scary. Because he's going, he's landing backwards through a table. Yeah, with like, him. Like, yeah, oh I don't know who got the yeah. worst of that, to be yeah, honest. It yeah, it was, yeah. Wardlow in-ring segment. He cuts is, probably the, the best promo this is, this of the is night. best work. Yeah. Yeah. He snatches the mic from Shivani and threatens to knock him on his old ass again yeah. if he doesn't get out the ring. He's been pissed off for a long time because two years ago, thousands and thousands of people chanted his name from city to city in a manner that hasn't been seen or heard in decades. He was the next big thing, but the rocket that was strapped to his back was put on upside down as he's been driven to the ground and screwed over numerous times. Calls himself the one true homegrown day one AEW original megastar. He should have been the world champion a long time ago, but somehow he's never had one opportunity at the title. There are those in the back who should be fired and put in jail for that fact. Says there are kings and gods who think they're the best, but he faced the best in the world and beat who you know who called himself the real champ and uh beat his ass like nobody else has in his career and his body is still falling apart because of him i thought that was like yeah. a good a yeah. real i mean a really good i like, mean no, the reason brag. i loved it is like so i fucking beat punk and i can't even fucking talk about it no nah, fuck that i'm still using that shit yeah, yeah. yeah and it's but like, he didn't he didn't beat punk didn't he? I thought he. Isn't that what he was saying? No, nah, he, he said him? I beat his ass, but he didn't win that match. Oh, you're right. They did. Yeah. They did. They did the the Bret Hart fucking mm-hmm. uh, Diesel mm-hmm. joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Says he took the guy who's better than us and we know it and squashed him like an insect and beat him like no one else has in his career. And says the last time he fought the most dangerous man in the room, Samoa Joe, he chucked his ass out and beat him too, then adds how big shiny titles and custom suits look a lot better on him. Says since he's already beaten three of the top world champions, that should that should make him the best in the world. And it sounds like he's better than you and you know it. And it sounds like it seems like he's the most dangerous man in the room. He calls himself the uncrowned king of AEW and it's time that he started eating like one because he has been starving 
everything and is done being fed scraps. He is everything a world champion is supposed to be, the baddest son of a bitch to ever lace up a pair of boots. There's no one in the back that's bigger, stronger, or faster than him. There's no one who can stop him. But if anyone wants to get in his way, just know that this is no longer wrestling. This is war. And then later on, commentary note after the break via Tony Khan that Wardlow will compete at Revolution and what's being dubbed Meat Madness. Yeah, I was like, oh, because we're going to be in March? For March Madness? I guess. I didn't even think about that. But spinning off of that, uh, Don Callis' family have a backstage seg where Callis confirms Hobbs is also in the Meat Madness match. And, uh, you know, he also calls out Sammy Guevara, calling him a cuck, and says that, you know, he and the uh, Callis family still have a score to settle. But mainly he says, you know, win or lose, the two best rope-to-rope wrestlers in Takeshita and Osprey are both still going to be part of the uh, Don Callis family. And talks about Osprey's send-off in the UK at Rev Pro, where Tony Khan was even in attendance. But rather than fly back with um, with TK, Callis is going to go fly the, to the UK to bring him back to the States himself. So He's about to waste a trip. I kind of feel like this hey, is going to turn into a, a, a turn or something. Yeah, of course. So, but uh, Matt's announcements, Private Party and Matt Seidel, uh, they are going to be in a trios match against Penta, Zero Miedo, Commander, and uh, the bounty hunter, Brian Keith. Um, and then uh, they're going against Top Flight and Action Andretti. It's a three-way trios match, apparently. Uh, we get Roger Strong taking on Jake Hager, which I brought up earlier. Anna Jay will take on Mariah May. We'll hear from Matthew and Nicholas oh, okay. Jackson. Oh, so Mariah May is actually going against somebody. Yeah, so she's like, had, like, one match that I've seen, so. I, I guess I meant, like, someone that's actually, like, a mainstay on the roster as opposed to someone that's just there to fucking put her over, you know? Oh, yeah, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, will uh, they'll be in action, and then we'll hear from Sammy Guevara. Uh, and uh, for next, this is all on Rampage, I just say, but on Monday, or not Monday, uh, next Wednesday, Will Ospreay uh, will be in attendance for AW Dynamite. So, uh, But uh, finally, main event time, trios match, Hook, RVD, and Hangman Page take on Swerve, Brian Cage, and Samoa Joe. Uh, Hook manages to knock Joe off his seat with a jumping clothesline, but gets crumpled in the corner with a barrage of body shots. Cage and Swerve hit RVD with a pendulum backbreaker clothesline combo. Uh, RVD then hits Swerve with a monkey flip. Uh, then Paige blind tags in and gets a double leg takedown before he and Swerve start rolling around and fighting on the mat. They get separated by their corners before picture in picture. Uh, Cage then returns from the break with a hanging vertical suplex on Hook, then goes for the deep sea diverticulitis or the F5, whichever one you know you prefer. But Hook counters with a DDT, then tags in RVD. RVD hits Swerve with a slingshot guillotine leg drop on the apron, then takes out Cage with a diving cross body, and then takes Joe off uh, the apron with a shotgun drop kick. Uh, he hits a rolling thunder on Swerve and a step over wheel kick the cage and hits the five star frog splash, but Joe breaks the cover before picture in picture. Uh, RVD hits a springboard back kick on Joe, then hot tags Page, who hits that corner springboard lariat to Swerve on the apron before countering Cage's pop up powerbomb with a Hurricane Rana. He counters a follow-away slam by Cage and hits a DVD as well for two uh, before Joe storms in with a running boot. Hook then takes Joe off his feet with a clothesline. Swerve hits Hook with a rolling brain buster. And RVD takes out Swerve with a diving sidekick before Cage hits Sidekick looked just like he... He always does it too. Yeah, I definitely. Was like, God, I love the fucking. Movie. Yeah, before Cage hits in with a pump handle, pump handle power bomb, which I'm sure was supposed to be that m- move he does, where it's like yeah, the, it was uh, the X Factor. Or yeah, the, the pump X handle X Factor. Yeah, yeah, I forgot what it's called. Uh, Page lines up Cage for the buckshot, but sees Swerve on the floor and tries for Orihara. I'm sorry, Orihara moonsault instead. But then he gets cut off by Cage in the corner before Hook joins the fray. He hits a avalanche German suplex on Cage while Cage hits a superplex on Page at the same time. Yeah, that psychology made no. 
sense. Yeah, it did. And it's like, well, that's your partner, but all right. Um, but Hook, you know, maybe Hook, uh, they, they did link up with Nana, man. They weren't thinking clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Hook locks in Red Rum on Cage, but Swerve yanks him off and tries another brain buster when Hook floats over onto his back and locks in Red Rum before being shoved into a pop-up powerbomb by uh, Cage. Swerve hits a house call seconds before ducking a buckshot lariat as Page hits Cage instead before Joe then joins uh, both of his opponents at Revolution for a face-off. Page gets sent to the floor as Joe hits a suicide forearm that sends him into the announce table. And then Swerve lies in wait on the apron to follow up with a pump kick, but Page ducks, causing him to nail Joe instead. And then he gets powerbombed by Page through the announce table. This is actually like, I, it was kind of weird. I was like, where is this coming from right yeah, now? You yeah. know what I mean? So. Joe counters the buckshot lariat with a snap power slam, and then goes for the muscle buster. It was an awesome power slam. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Goes for the muscle buster, but Page manages to flip out onto his feet, though seemingly hurts his ankle maybe uh, upon landing and tags in RVD. I did hear that's a it's a um, it's a storyline though. It's not a real uh, because I, that was like a big I, well, news. I, I saw Jerry Lynn got pissed off about it of all people. Because Sean Ross Sapp put a report saying yeah. like, a missed injury reports. Yeah, major match that, in jeopardy. Yeah, no people. He said uh, people from the locker room are reporting that Hangman is quote just really good at his job and he was walking around fine backstage. And then Jerry Lynn's like, you know, this didn't even need to be announcement. Lord forbid we had a cliffhanger for next week, but whatever. And I was like, man, yeah, thank you, Jerry. Seriously, and Jerry is not verified. He don't give a fuck about the blue no. chip. or very vo- verbal either. Uh, Hook then surprises Joe with a T-bone suplex as RVD preps for another frog splash, but gets shoved off the top by Cage, and then uh, Cage then will hit Hook with a cyclone lariat before Joe puts it was R- clean. Yeah, the timing was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Joe puts RVD to sleep with a coquina clutch for the win, and that was pretty much dynamite, man. Yeah, I knew he was going to be put to sleep. I just was expecting Excalibur to say he shouldn't have hit that dude before the match yeah no but he i felt bad for uh rvd that one spot where he was supposed to take the the two hits from mm. smojo in the corner and oh yeah he kind of just takes and then it been and no it, lie it's still connected but it but, wasn't yeah you could but, t- but yeah. i also felt bad for a hook because i'm like yo he got hit right in the face on that house call because he didn't get in, in position yeah yeah in time i was like fuck I but I, like, you know i will say i was happy for a hook because he got to hang in there with some real hitters though yeah and, and, like, and, for and sure. I mean, but I'm, i thought it was with it never brought up like Cage and Hook being on the same team at some yeah, point. Yeah, you're right. They but, never brought that yeah. up at all. I mean, but they, just, they just kept bringing up the FTW stuff for the cages. They yeah. always do. Yeah. But but then what's crazy is afterwards, Cage had this interview. Not interview. Well, he's arguing with Nana like they're mad that neither him or Swerve got the pin. And uh, somebody on on the camera is like, "Oh, hey, congrats on the win." And they're like, "There is no congratulations. Like we should have got it." And then Cage is kind of like just saying like, "You know, Hook, you don't belong here. That belt doesn't belong here. I don't want your belt. I didn't want it when I had it." But he's like, "I want to beat you for it, so I could take it, throw it out the window. Sorry for coming. Blah blah blah." Like, so I don't know if it's like a light issue challenge for next week or for revolution but yeah so i don't know where that's gonna go but yeah that was that was uh that was aw dynamite yeah they had, they had some pretty good stuff this week i'm not i'm not even gonna front man um especially you know uh, from a standpoint of like it felt like the pay-per-view was this sunday but it's next sunday so, yeah yeah you know, definitely definitely still got some chance to this makes me wonder what they're gonna do next week so. yeah and that's my thing i hope whatever they got planned for next week it doesn't undo everything they just did this week you know mm-hmm, what i mean so mm-hmm. um but all right cool man um you ready to get in some predictions? Yeah. No, I mean. You ready to get in some predictions? Yeah. Let's go ahead, man. All definitely. Right. Definitely. I mean, I know. This is all I know. I know uh, it's going to be 5 a.m. on Pacific time. I'm sorry. No. Eastern two, time. 2 a.m. Yeah. 2 our, yeah, us, part, yeah. yeah part, uh, Pacific time, I, I should say. Uh, but, yeah. I know that the Grayson Waller effect is going to be featured. Uh, for sure, And it's going to have Cody on there. 
uh, and uh, as well as Seth Rollins. So that'll be interesting to see where that okay. goes with that. Okay. And then I do know that the women's title match. Uh, did, did you see his tweet, by the way? Who's that? Grayson Waller. He takes a picture of himself on a plane holding the book, uh, a book that he was reading. He's like, uh, a couple hours into my flight, and I already finished my, my book. At least someone in WWE can finish the story. I was Ooh. like, yo. Always doing something. <laughs> Why are you trying to be like, I was like, yeah. it's like you and Drew right now. Yeah, know. seriously. <laughs> seriously. Trying to outbar each other. But uh, yeah, I know that the yeah, the women's championship match between uh, Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax, that is set to main event. Oh, okay. I, I don't know why, for, for whatever reason, I thought Rhea was defending the title in the chamber, but no, that makes sense. I forgot that they were doing the Nia Jax stuff still. Yeah. Which is weird, because Nia Jax has been hanging out with Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, a lot. And I don't know if that's on screen or just backstage, because yeah, she didn't got a... you know, she's just in there usurping Alexa she, Bliss. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, I was like, like, so you do gymnastics too, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 seriously. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I figured you just wanted to focus on, because I know there's a, there's a tag team title match, which is New Catch Republic, Pete Dunne, and Tyler Bate, for those unaware. The undisputed tag team titles, I should say. Oh, against uh, uh, the Judgment Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that'll be pretty Priest. good. I don't see him losing, but I, I, I can. Um, it'll be a good match. Yeah, yeah, 100%. definitely. And then uh, we do have, like I said, the women's cha- world championship match. But there's the obviously the women's elimination chamber match and the yeah. men's elimination chamber match. So uh, we just and, get and, some... that, and those are just just the women's and tag are the only ones on the line. Yeah. That's weird because you know I heard uh, on Monday you know they had Jimmy versus Walter. Walter, I'm over here going back, but yeah. I, I heard supposedly Jimmy was supposed to take Bro, the title off. Bro, not Jimmy, Jay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what was so. I think that's the other thing that was weird about being there in Raw, working it is like you start reading these reports because so much stuff that happened off air made it to like exclusive videos for WWE on on YouTube huh. and stuff like okay, that. Okay. And so I'm like literally watching it on the security camera because it's like basically watching it on mute, which was pretty funny. But you know, because those guys, bro, they were there so long after the night. Like Cody gave his the shirt off his fucking back. Jesus. Uh, CM Punk gave away a, a hundred dollar bill that he signed. Hundred dollar bill, Phil, or what? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Jay, oh, he gave somebody his shoes and signed them. You know, what I mean, they were like really out there for a long time. But which is crazy because they actually don't really go to Anaheim as much as they used to. And you so know, I think but, that's why. but but well, it's not just that. It's like so I didn't get a chance to tell you guys this is. TKO, when they were there earlier last week to do the, the whole thing the UFC, for UFC, right? yeah, yeah. they had a big meeting in one of our big meeting rooms. And yeah. like that day, they announced that they, it was like some, I think, $4 billion deal or something like that, where both UFC and WWE are going to be back in Anaheim, I think, three more times a year. Hell and, yeah. Dude. You know what I mean? So, and I know this that, that uh, crowd was hot all yeah, they night. Were. And I'm sure because they all bought tickets ahead of time because they thought Punk was going to be there. Punk was there, but not in the capacity they thought. And so Cody, when he finally came back, because his bus was waiting on him. I was and just so, going to say, I'm like, I, I was like, I bet Brandy ain't on that. But, or maybe he didn't bring the bus. So I'm like, to have her wait all that time. And then you, you, you say that the bus is there. I'm like, nah, she on the bus. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> like, he had a bus. Rollins and Becky had a bus because they had their daughter with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so... I just remember Cody finally, he was the last one to leave, and he took his shirt off and gave it to somebody by the ramp and then just started running towards the back. And uh, one of the engineers that I know saw him, and he kind of watched. He's like, he's been getting back into it. But he was like, yo, Cody, man, that was dope. And he goes, yeah, man. He's like, fuck yeah, Anaheim's great. Or he's like, Anaheim fucking rocks and, like, kept going. So it seems like they were really loving I mean, the, the energy. And you know what I mean? Is, so, like, but if, if, go you're, if you're, I was going to say, if you're a real wrestling fan, you know that building already has a lot of history yeah, yeah, yeah. for the WWE as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so, once Stable Center opened up, it seemed it has bigger. Yeah. 
better, it, you know, it just has more seats in there. So yeah, it makes sense. I mean, but, yeah, the, but going back to the original thought, you're right. Like I remember reading it said as of like 6 p.m. That day, and I was like, I was literally there at 6 p.m. Jay was still penciled in to win that IC yeah. strap from Gunther, and then I don't know what changed. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, what... I mean, if they're going to work towards brother versus brother yeah. at WrestleMania. But could you imagine if that was brother versus brother with the, the title? title on? Yeah. But then they're going to have to, then when, when Jay or when uh, Jimmy misses his shot, then they're going to sit solo to go get it. Like, yeah, maybe, which I, which but, I don't but it makes again. me wonder who they have slated for an IC title shot at Mania then. That's true. Because because what I will say is uh, he's he's already done it. He he literally beat Pedro yeah. Morales', uh, I think that night, he beat uh, Pedro Morales' uh, record. So he's number one. I was sad. I just I just found out how, like, no one, the only person at Pedro Morales' uh, funeral was Bob Backlund. What? Yeah, same thing Kurt Hennig said. He like a ton of people did not show up for Rick Rude's funeral. Really? Yeah, and he I guess there was a, a segment where he was being interviewed about it on WCW, and he like shot pretty like pretty blunt about it, and then told the interview next time you want to interview me, ask me first, jerk off, and like walks off. Oh, because he felt like he got fucking probably ambushed, uh, ambushed about it. But yeah, I'm like, but hey, but what if that guy asking him is like. A friend of fucking Rick's. He's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, everyone else. It was just the way he was asked about it on TV. You, you could tell he wasn't pleased. That and wasn't privy to it prior. Uh, it felt oh, very oh, like, like like he didn't know he was gonna be asked. Yeah, this question. It was like, yeah, well, yeah, we yeah, know yeah. you just put your friend to rest. Like, how you you know how's the, how you know how is the family doing? And it's just you could see Kurt was like, what the fuck? Like, kind of like okay, now I got to figure out how to. To, I'm on live TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, and, so and work that out. Yeah, yeah but that's... anyway, not to get too far off. Yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, so those are the only two titles up for grabs. But we do have the women's elimination chamber match. I guess in the men's, and we could do predictions on those. We got Becky Lynch taking on Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez. That was another thing I thought was great. To and see. Raquel came back, didn't she? Yeah, she came back on Raw. I think she had that virus that was attacking her cells or whatnot, yeah, something yeah. like that. Not she yeah. was gone for a while. So, but yeah. So, personally, I could see Naomi having a good good outing. I don't think she's going to win. Tiffany Stratton's probably going to get the RVD pop because I'm never going to deny like she's athletic as hell. She really is. I was just seeing that prettiest. Uh, moonsault ever the other day and they were comparing it to someone that does the same setup to hit a poison rana in japan mm. and i was but it's like you know she's not a short person you know so it's it's a really picture to, perfect to, good you to know be able to carry i mean i'm not trying to say she's heavy but usually when you're taller yeah, yeah you, that you height carry yeah because so charlotte like, does that too yeah i was just know? gonna say yeah, i'm like yeah. the fact that she'll do a corkscrew moonsault is insane so yeah. it's like there are certain people you're like holy fuck okay like you definitely have to have springs in your legs. But yeah, it's also about the grace and how you carry. Hundred you know? percent. There's so. there's a ton of grace and poise in, in yeah. her technique. I would say. And then I've seen her even do that whole thing where she uh, jumped off the top rope and did a son- senton on top of people Fuck. or a swanton, I should say. That's so, crazy. Okay. but uh, I'm gonna say, man, I know the top three people that I think people want to uh, or, or would like to think are the favorites are Bianca, Liv, and Becky. But I think and I'm looking at the money match at Mania. It's I think it's gonna be Becky Lynch. The reason why I know it's going to be Becky Lynch is because she's the only woman that wasn't a champion that spoke at the press conference, and she was calling out Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. And then even on the Monday after, that when she's talking about, oh, I got to talk to my daughter about why her dad wants to fight Maui. She yeah. talks about Rhea Ripley. Yeah, and so I, it's like, why would you keep – she's the only one continuously talking about seeing her at WrestleMania. So it's Yeah, because like, at the press uh, – uh, didn't she say something about – 
mommy's gonna have to learn to be, be on bo- bottom or something she, like mommy's that. gonna learn to be a bottom yeah yeah and i'm like if she wasn't a woman they wouldn't let her say that no no yeah that's all that's that's a thin line there mm-hmm, you know what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah you know i wonder if bang, they, bang, no. i wonder if they, i was gonna say do they have to ask every like uh openly gay <laughs> like are you per, cool with this Ross, you go with this are you I, go I, with this i just want to make sure yeah yeah when seriously. i talk about the bottom they're probably like yeah we're good we want to see if you're actually gonna say it they're like no well, but no it, fucking way but one thing we did know though for sure despite it reaching peacock that was a live fucking press conference oh, yeah. because the, some of the stuff i was able to see unedited that the rock said i was like yo I know you. I know you on the I'm board, like, but, but damn, it's bro, like, bro, like, bro, you gotta forget. You keep forgetting that there's mics on you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick your shit up. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's like, I want to do the fuck I want. So <laughs> you think Becky as well? Yeah, no, Becky's for sure. Yeah, I mean, like if they had someone else in there, like I think I told you one of the earlier uh, graphics. I think showed Jade on there for some reason. So it's like, yeah. that would have been different. But you know, then again, we don't even know if she's ready yet. You yeah. Know, so. But who knows if Jade ends up doing the the whole edge thing? You know, she takes someone else's spot, maybe. And... Yeah, she could. She definitely could because she's bigger than every woman in there. Raquel, definitely uh, feasible, man. Yeah. Besides Raquel, she could. Yeah, she towers over everybody. Yeah. Uh, huh. And then the uh, let me see. The only other thing I saw she takes out Bianca <laughs> <laughs> was uh oh the, the men's Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight. KO Logan Paul. So for sure we know it's not gonna be Logan Paul, Lashley, yeah. or or I would dare even say KO. And it's just yeah. more of a KO's been doing his thing, but KO's been so preoccupied with Logan Paul. They're there to k- take each other I, out the I'm, game. I'm in my so opinion. over like, you know, the match that they had was cool. Mm-hmm. And then they traded wins with the with the brass nuts and all that, but it's like I can't tell you like the last time I cared about what they had Kevin Owens doing was when he was doing the stuff with Sammy and the Bloodline. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. You know, so definitely. Like, I can't just every week like. And I'm trying to figure out what Sammy doing because Sammy keep doing these sit down interviews in the empty arena, you know, with uh, on Raw and like I need you know talking about finding new direction and it's like, well, well what are you going to do? I'll, I'll tell you what, everyone keeps putting this into the universe. They're like. Sami Zayn is going to fight Okada at WrestleMania open challenge like he did Shinsuke. And I'm like, yeah, it'd be great, but I don't yeah. I don't know if that's it. You I guess we'll I mean? know for sure next Wednesday. Yeah. Not, no, I'm sorry, not next Wednesday. Two Wednesdays from now. Two Wednesdays from yeah. now, yeah. Because, like, that's the... I'd rather see him versus Gunther for the IC title. I was thinking the same thing. And, I mean, you would get a for sure pop, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've won mm-hmm. it before. And... Yeah, that would be great. I'm not mad at that. I mean, I wasn't even mad at the idea that it could be Jay because I'm like, oh, they're really going for the singles uh, yeah. one. You know what I mean? Which yeah, is fine. I, I thought that would have been cool for him for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, again, because at this point, you know, Gunter doesn't need it. He's already beat. He's he's no one's beating him. Yeah, he's already accomplished it. So yeah, but uh, for that match, yeah, because because the, the last three I see is Orton, L.A. Knight, or McIntyre, and the winner's going on to face Seth. I'm assuming. I I would I would assume yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship match. I was going to say, because if not, what is this for? Like, we're just doing this match just to do this match? <laughs> yeah, no, it's probably going to um, be night two, I would assume. Because they keep talking about this tag match that might be happening night one. Nobody wants to see it. I mean. Nobody wants to see it. Like, the thing that I've been. I don't mind it. The thing that I, I've been getting ideas about is that Cody is putting together a team to battle. Like, on mm. like Avenger style to go up against fucking. Like, that's why I feel like. Him and Roman are gonna have a match, and then there's gonna be a bunch of like shenanigans. But like, say like you got Jimmy and Solo, but then you're gonna get like you know 
Jay and someone else running out to take them. And pe- like, there's gonna be little Seth. cameos. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and it's gonna be like on. Some and then Civil the Rock War. and the Rock will come down, and then there'll be more of a. Who's he here to who's yeah. here to help? Really? I, I, because I, I really feel like it's gonna be like some Civil War type shit. Like, well, because the way I looked at it is, or or with the End Games, End Games. I, I mean, I see. I don't. I think it's gonna be a little bit of what I, I think. What will happen is everyone comes out besides the Rock. They take each other out. Where the Rock is the one guy. He's the odd man out. There isn't a third person for to fight Rock. And he's going to come down, and you're going to wonder whose side is he on. I, I, yeah. I think because some of the imagery we saw in that promo, if you haven't watched it already. Yeah, you know, I saw yeah, it. Yeah. Part of the, the, the gun. The, yeah, but the, to the, me, the, I don't the, even look at it baby. as the gun. He To me, he called, he kept saying the word loser. No, no, no. I, I The yeah. joke is he was representing for the for Yeah, the yeah, gun, I saw, yeah, I, yeah, I saw gold, that. Yeah. Yeah. But I um, thought it was weird that he. it looked like he had the L up. And at one point when he was saying, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do everything I'm, I'm I can. To make sure you Yeah. Look. But he's looking and gesturing towards yeah. Roman. Yeah. Which I thought was. So it makes me wonder if. Because this is what I'll say before we pick winners is. I do believe at the end of the day, this whole thing with the rest of WrestleMania, what was the real plan is going to be the next Montreal screw job. The next was the Undertaker going to lose the streak or not? Like those who need to know will be, will know, and it'll just be like the biggest mm-hmm. mystery mm-hmm. in modern creative history. Wh- which you know, I'm, like, I'm okay with because yeah, with it being WrestleMania 40, you got to do something. You got to yeah. hit. Something I did hear they're the trying party, to collab so. with Stallone in some way, by the way, which, which is makes fine. Sense. I, I did hear that because a lot of people are thinking that they're probably going to do like some sort of a champion esque uh, entrance for Cody. Yeah, you know, since they're going to be in Philadelphia. Obviously, I mean, so. I always knew uh, that's what made me think Rocky was going to be there because Rocky in Philadelphia yeah. it makes. You know, the, and then the, all of a sudden, the then, branding's there. And then all of a sudden, we get, uh, <laughs> was it the um, what do they call them? The uh, uh, camera, uh, the uh, there's that movie that has everybody fucking in it, like oh, Fifty oh. Cent. Oh, um, fucking uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Stone Cold. Intan- no, no, no. I, almost, I was gonna say the, but yeah, they're called the, in- the Insumptibles or something. Yeah, I almost something, said the something. Intangibles. It was not Intangibles. Uh, the not Dispensables. It's something like that, though. Yeah, like like. But I'm mean, he, he, all of a sudden we're gonna see. Oh, and the new one, it's him and The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or maybe he's like, he couldn't work well with, with others. And it shows him Vin Diesel. And it's like, let's see how he works with champions. And it's like, fucking Rocky. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh, Expendables. Man. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I know there's, it's like Lunchables. No. Yeah. But, but <laughs> it makes me wonder if this was always the plan where, you know, again, we always go back to why did Cody relent? And what what did he say to The Rock? with The Rock saying in his ear? And I'm going to take everything from you first. But he did also say, not at WrestleMania. Then he comes back. No, this is bullshit. So it's like, I don't, it almost pl- plays out like they're playing their parts to play a massive mind a, a bigger, game with Roman. Bigger, yeah. yeah. There's a much bigger play at play. Yeah, because 100%. no one's been able to do that. Which I think that's what makes me excited about it because I don't know. And I'm, that's why I'm not trying to – I'm not letting any of the public opinion in, shine light on any – I'm just trying to enjoy the ride. Yeah. For the most – uh, Yeah, yeah. Because, to be honest, it's been a while going to a WrestleMania that I was this excited about it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. But, but um, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens – Lashley. Lashley. Orton. And – And McIntyre. Now – it's got to be McIntyre. I would say, judging by current events, you would think McIntyre. Yeah. But he still hasn't re-signed anything. At least not, it has not been publicly reported yet. Yeah, but I don't you know? think his uh, his contract is up until... I think it's the day after Mania. Is it the day after? I, yeah. I don't know why I thought it was like a month after Mania for some reason. Um, I might be wrong, but I know it's close to Mania. The only thing I will say why I think Orton could be in that is because Rollins recently said, quote, 
I want to face Randy. I owe him one. We had a WrestleMania match many moons ago, WrestleMania 31. Yep. Nine years later, we're both in different places in our careers. Seth Rollins versus Randy on the marquee sounds beautiful. But, you know, I don't know if that's a shoe-in, but it was an interesting thing I came across this morning before we got together to record. So, But I think my uh, – So he it would have been uh, – McIntyre's uh, contract was set to expire before WrestleMania 40. However, he missed several months of action, uh, so it, it extended his deal. Okay, that makes sense. And, so, See, and my thing is, if Knight doesn't win, uh, so yeah, they extended it past WrestleMania forty. Like who? Who does? What does he do? At there's only there, there's only two people that could win, bro. And and that to me, well, there's three picks. I mean, Randy, you have to get on Mania at some point, but he's not really involved with anything. Yeah. Um, I think what they're gonna do is they're probably gonna try to do some sort of multi man to get that title off of Seth because he's hurt. He has, he's my thing is I, I uh, feel like, shoot, I feel like he's, he's going to have to relinquish the title to get better. Yeah. But he didn't want to miss mania. I mean, remember his leg is, is yeah, the yeah. Same. He's, he's rehabbing like yeah, hell it, right it, now. It's yeah. the same that he, he got, uh, with the whole Samoa Joe thing. When yeah, he attacked yeah. him before the match with Triple yeah. H. So. And even the shit with, with Kane too. Well, so, so yeah. I'm saying specifically, they're saying the one because oh, that, that one. one was worse. Yeah, yeah. But remember when he got in terms attacked, of the yeah. damage done. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, guys. Or it's type a, of supposedly, energy. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. Yeah, supposedly the same. Like the identical energy, energy that he, injury, I should say, mm. uh, that that he had. Sound like I'm off the energy is what I said. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm going with McIntyre. I think so too. Yeah, because he's doing his best work, and it's like, okay, if he doesn't win, then what is he doing? Yeah, unless he's just having fun on the way out. Because supposedly the word is he did he wasn't a fan of having to work uh, the triple threat match last year because uh, he didn't want to get looked at as a as a mid carder. Yeah, but you you've also like first of all you versus Gunther and you versus Sheamus. No one's looking at you guys as mid carders at all. It's like that's that's meat madness. It, but, but like it, it, if anything, it's, it's, you know, it's obviously just because of the fact that the mid card title. Yeah, is on yeah the line, but so the mid card, like, but the icy title is never meant to be like. It was the workhorse title. Like no one's ever looked at it as the mid card title, but it's also taken kind of it's uh, a step back, it's yes, morphed, yeah, over the years for sure. Especially yeah. when you got two big belts now, you know. So I mean, when you give a uh, a guy, you give a guy like Braun Strowman an icy belt, I'm like, why? Yeah, that was weird. That was, know, that was, it was like when they gave Ryback the U.S. title. Why? Yeah, or anytime the Big Show got a singles title that wasn't the World Championship, yeah, that, that was really weird too. Because even even with Drew, I know he did already do the match with Roman once, but it's like you would think they would do something different now that his character's changed up a little yeah. bit. But, mm-hmm. but who knows, man? Because that's the thing I noticed that they haven't had Roman face anyone again since he already beat him the first time. So yeah. this has to be, you know, bottom of the ninth as as they keep talking about what in, what inning we're on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for for that match, I'm gonna go for my money for Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um, it just makes me curious what other the other people involved are gonna do. I mean, are we looking at a Knight versus Orton match at Mania? Are we looking at Knight versus AJ? I think we've brought that up on the show before because I don't know who AJ lost to to not get in, not qualify for the match. I know Knight was on commentary though. Hmm. So, uh, but yeah, it's just uh, I want to say he might have lost to Drew. Because I think AJ got Drew in some sort of power bomb that was like really like well, how the fuck did that happen? But yeah, it just makes me uh, curious. Maybe if there was like some interaction in that match at ringside or something. And I know they just said that triple threat it turned into a fatal four way. So there is some degrees of separation between AJ and and LA Knight. But you could also say the same thing with Orton too. So yeah, it just makes me wonder if uh, maybe we'll see Knight versus Orton or yeah, AJ right. versus one of the two. Yeah, you're right. Uh... 
McIntyre defeated AJ. Okay. Yeah. And then what? See, I've been seeing this, but I, I just haven't like. I guess they've been pushing the Ivar in the singles. Yeah, I don't. I saw him backstage Strange. with Sarah Sarah Lowe or Sarah, Sarah Logan. Yeah, yeah, and um, with, with the antlers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she had him on. She did. Oh man, but uh, it was just kind of like, oh yeah, y'all work here. But so. it's also like, where your husband at? You know who I saw there too <laughs> that I thought because they were filming for uh, main event. Mm. Hank and Tank were there taking on the Creeds. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, how the hell did y'all get up here? <laughs> I remember thinking, like, that I saw him on camera. I go, those guys aren't supposed to be here. <laughs> Man, I ain't going to lie. I wish I was uh, I was working with you uh, just for that day. So when we saw the Usos, we were like, yeah. They were like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I literally passed by him and said, yeah. And then he was just like, ha. Huh. You know, but then, like. I'm sure you hear like, it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then. Our truth, because it was raining, he was walking around wearing a poncho, which I was just like, truth, what's up? He goes, He's like, what's up, man? He said, inside and out, I am yeah. 100% truth. Yeah, and then I, I was walking towards Dom, and he was just looking at his phone. I was like, what's up, Dom? But I just kept going. He goes, oh, what's up? And I was just like, yeah, I said it. Because <laughs> I always tell people, if you're going to say what's up, you got to do it on – on the move. Yeah, you don't, don't don't try to take more of their time. Yeah, than yeah exactly. Than you, but, so, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, is that it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I think we were only doing the chamber matches. Yeah, so and it was you, just, you picked McIntyre as well? I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think I'm just going to have fun watching it. I mean, I set my alarm, no lie, but mm-hmm. I don't know how long, how much of it. I mean, if, if they don't open with a match, I'm like, I'm going to bed, dude. Yeah. Catch the rest of this during the regular. Yeah, for real. I um, mean, and it's only four in the, the Grayson Waller match, so I'm sure they'll do some, yeah. oh, we broke some sort of record, and oh, hey, here's yeah. a WrestleMania vignette I, that they, we'll pipe in, but, you know. They may even have, like, a segment that has to do with, like, you know, uh, drawing more seeds or, or – uh, I should say planting more seeds for for mania stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, because I'm like, okay, what else y'all got going in the mania? Like, I don't want to see another Andre the Giant, whatever, because y'all don't even really give it respect like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they got two nights now. So, did they confirm there's two nights this year? That's the one thing I. Well, haven't... yeah, you know, I might be over assuming because Big E was like, "Are we gonna just do this night one, night two? That's one of the commentary uh, commentary people at uh. At the press conference, so you might. No, be you're right. right. It says uh, April sixth to the seventh. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'll be a trip because um, I wonder if uh, they need to open with an elimination chamber sandwich or put it put in the tag team title match, the other elimination chamber. Then I think, like I said, they're gonna main event with the women's title. But I wonder if they're gonna do the women's first, hmm. and then whoever wins that steps out at the end of the main event to like add some heat or whatever, or if it's you know, gonna go the other way around if the winner of the women's will be before the main event or something. I don't know. I feel bad for like someone like uh, uh what's her name from the way, uh, Indy Hartwell. Yeah, who, oh, I saw her. Yeah, she, oh, that's pretty, cool. She's yeah. tall as fuck, huh? She, I won't say as fuck, but she is tall. She is tall. I, she's not like a basketball player, but she's definitely one of the yeah, more taller talents they have. I was gonna say, I'm like, you could have put uh, Waller in there against uh. Gunther for the IC title because they're going to be in Perth, right? Yeah. Because uh, I was like, right, unless there's someone else from uh, from from Australia or that area, and I'm like, oh, the rest are just all girls. It's just Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, Tony Storm, but she's of course not even on yeah. the roster anymore, type thing. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I mean, they could. Oh no, I don't want to speak. I was going to say they could bring back the uh, the, uh, what's his name, the uh. I can't remember uh, the oh. Bushwhackers. But, no, I think they both passed. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought yeah. one of them was still up, and I think, yeah, you're right. They both passed, unfortunately. Yeah, I think but... the remaining, uh, the one that was. Oh, we can, we can bring back the New, Z- the New Zealanders. 
or, or the uh, what they called them the, the uh, outland no no is it the outlanders i think it was the outlanders yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, let's see if they're at tna table first, but, <laughs> yeah. but uh no yeah i mean well you know the there goes the uh the predictions yeah obviously man we're gonna be on hand to watch this as much as we can uh, on the west coast um but thank you guys as always for tuning into what we do and that's trying to make uh this week of wrestling in the next and the next and whatever a way more digestible version for you guys to listen to catch up with as we try to break it down try to inform you guys on what's going on latest news updates injury updates rumors ballyhoo and all that innuendo everything in between man but uh again do what you guys do man and follow us on on, uh, social media as you know we are on the countdown to 300 this is number 278 we officially have 22 episodes left in the tank my guy so again thank you all for all the support for the last five to six years it's it's been a ride man and uh if you want to continue to support us man by all means follow us on social media at quincy jones show on twitter at the quincy jones show on instagram and backslash the quincy jones show of course on facebook as well we're available every uh friday you know uh uh everywhere pretty much you know what i mean Castbox, spotify uh, you got yourself some iTunes. You got yourself some SoundCloud. You no got yourself uh, also the, the great people over at uh, uh, True100Radio.com and, of course, Pandora and the like. Um, you go to check out our music, man. And uh, I know we always sit here and talk about our projects, my Quincy Jones Show album, Docs. This is an awesome album. However, we have teamed up to put out the official theme song for Winter Circle Pro Wrestling. It's called Welcome to the Winter Circle. Available everywhere right now. Go ahead and check it. A lot of y'all already have. Streams is going up, which is awesome. Yeah, it's, I just checked it right now. Spotify, we're, we're a few, not too not too far away from 1,500 all-time streams since it released. But these are usually calculated a day late. So we oh. might have already surpassed. But honestly, I mean, it's a great jump. I think we started off with like 35, you know what I'm saying? So for it to be, I think uh about I mean, a week because we never yeah. really like posted it i think i threw it on the story yeah so we haven't had like a thorough like hey check it out yeah kind of yeah thing. But, but for it to just off of that yeah you know because i've I, had I, people ask me how to find it on instagram so they get like uh, some of the referees and stuff they want to promote yeah. and i'm like oh well yeah just type in mega towers uh winter circle and they you know they've been throwing it on That's so sad, man. But yeah but y'all go ahead and check it out yourself man mm-hmm. labor of love love to doing it yes sir um if y'all interested in a theme song yeah. Oh, we're at your butt. Yeah, we do have experience doing that for uh, a few independent wrestlers already. So I yeah. will say this. Come correct and have a beat. Yeah. Don't expect us to have a beat. Or pay for the beat. Don't expect us to pay for the beat. No. And do not bring us a beat that someone's already using that you want us to rap over because yeah. it's not going to get cleared. What so. you can do, though, is come correct with details. Yes. What do you want us to specific or to specify in the lyrics? What are the names of some of your moves? What are some of your monikers, accomplishments, whatever? Where are you from? Yeah. Things like that. And trust us, we will bless it thoroughly with those kind of details. Like, the thing with me and my brother here is we don't, you, and you'll never find one. Any verse we put out, we find comb that shit. Like we, we are very proud of anything we put out as a representation yeah. of what we do as a talent. So trust me, if you give it us to do, and especially if there's money involved, we gonna make sure it's gonna be top notch, and we ain't gonna give it to you until we believe and feel that it's top notch. Yeah, so, and, and I think the best way to put it is because that song is supposed to play you out. Yeah, and represent you. Absolutely. We're not so trying we're to gonna make nothing. No, you know? and so our goal. Whether money's involved or not, is to make that song as authentic as yes. possible 
and identifiable to you. Yeah, make it yeah. undeniably, unapologetically, unmistakingly you. This is mm-hmm. your joint. Yeah. And hit us up, man. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Instagram, anywhere you, you see us on uh, social media. Again, let us know, man. Um, on that note, I will say this. Go ahead and grab your tickets. Hard to earn. Yeah. Right now. Hard to earn. Front row, $25. Yeah. General admission, $20. Yeah. And it's going down live Friday night, April 26th, Chino, California. American Legion Post number 299. And you can get your tickets right now at hard, the number two, earn.eventbrite.com. Again, that's hard to earn.eventbrite.com. And if you can't make sense of that, just hit us up on social media. The links are in our bios. We'll yeah. make it way easier for you. But again, don't forget to grab your tickets, man. A lot of wrestling going down in April, and we're looking forward coming back, entertaining you guys. I want to thank again everyone that made the the uh, 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 anniversary show yeah. such a success. And on that note, of course, don't forget to check out youtube.com backslash at Winter Circle Pro. Check out the brand new match we just dropped today, and it's going to be G Sharp and uh, extending his World Fighter Open Challenge to a worthy opponent, uh, one that we didn't even have on the card advertised, Mr. Jordan Cruz, in a banger of a match. Go check that out for sure. Um, And again, man, check out all the other matches we had, whether it's uh, more on It Was Written or Victory Lap or any of our past stuff, man. We're we're coming, and we're coming hard, uh, to to quote Brock Lesnar, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know how much of those quotes we're going to be doing on the show, but... (laughs) Yeah, buddy. But but just know that we... uh, we stepping it up, man. Again, looking forward to entertaining you guys. So, you know, come fuck with us, man. We're looking forward to uh, seeing y'all come out. Yeah, definitely, man. And as usual, you already know, Doc Lesnar, myself, you can go ahead and find me and follow me on Instagram at several places. First one will be at Doc Lesnar for all things having to do with my music career. Uh, like you said, man, we just released that theme song. So go ahead and check it out and support us any way you want to. It's all over the social media. It's all over platforms you like to stream your music. Just go ahead and check it out. Welcome to the Winner's Circle by the Mega Towers. That's myself with my tag team partner Hello. in this business. Quincy Jones go also uh, follow your boy at doc underscore KGS pod for all things having to do with this podcast hashtag Russell Wednesdays who are you wearing today let us know join the community we doing this man at least till number 300 I'll tell you that much so uh, other than that Follow your boy at Lesnar's underscore lots. That's Lesnar's underscore lots for all things having to do with my Mercari account. I just uh, made two sales while we were recording this thing right here. So, um, you know, loving doing it. I like to sell wrestling items, memorabilia, uh, but it's not all, you know, it's mostly wrestling stuff, but you can also find things from Funko Pop uh, side of, uh, you know, you got your Rick and Morty stuff. You got Marvel stuff. You got the, the office. office. Yeah, and yeah. I also have some office eight by 10 signed as well. Also, and I do a lot of wrestling, uh, Autographs, eight by tens as well. I was so. also going to add you for those that are in the hockey as well. You have some. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. If you know, you're a big Anaheim Ducks fan, yeah. holla at your boy. I got a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, you know, just just shoot me a DM, whatever, man. I'll let you know what I got. I got a bunch of stuff, a bunch of bobbleheads. Uh, you know, everything from flags to license plate holders and tons of pins and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, holla at your boy at Lesnar's underscore lots, or you can just go to Mercari directly and find me under Doc Lesnar. Uh, but other than that, man, I mean, you already heard the man. Go get yes, your tickets. Sir. Hard to earn dot eventbrite.com. That's coming up, man, pretty soon. Check out the song as we keep saying. And, you know, just check us out next week when we got a brand new spanking fresh out the oven, fresh episode of this yeah, year man. podcast. But until then, yeah, sir. We got three words for him. Top guys out. Oh.